Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! And welcome Welcome to Kim Kim and Kat Kat. Stay Alive. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Hopefully. How are we you? We are a horror movie comedy podcast. Uh, and we are going to tell you the entirety of a horror movie, spoilers and all. Uh, and Kim's going to try to stay alive in it today. I'm Kim Burns. And I am Lauren Ketrin Porter Martin the first. I am, what's the name you called me, Kimberly? Erin Kim- Marie Maleficent, Maleficent Esquire G- Jesus, Jesus Burns. Burns. Yes, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's uh, sent so me a wonderful voice, no, or no, a video uh, message with my full full name, that name. Yep. And mm-hmm. just some really inspiration. I watch it sometimes just in the morning just to feel good or whenever I need to feel oh, good. That yeah. makes me happy. Send it back to me because I don't remember it. I will. I, I sent it to you in a touche once. Touché. Oh, that's I. Yep. And touché I said touche. I do once. remember that now. <laughs> I I do remember that now. Yeah, I was I was taken with the with the with our own potential and greatness in that moment. I know. Like you are dead serious and and powered and just a, a fucking blazing was, fireball of fierceness. And I, I love it. I love it. Was, it. It was pretty cool. Uh, I'm wearing some KK Sam merch today. I'm very Yay! excited about our sweat. They're super comfortable, like really, really soft. Like the sweatshirt feels like I washed it five times. Yeah, I love that. Super into it. Um, what else? What's um, happening? How is with your life? What's your what's your what's your win of the week, Kat? Oh man, what's your uh, what's your horror? What's your uh, what's your kill of the week? <laughs> tell me how you killed it this week. Uh, I'll I'm tell you, you this. This week was rough. Uh, I think just the the five or six week mark. It was it was just tough. So I would say the way that I killed it this week 
was getting through it. Eric and I didn't murder each other. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Um, Ketrin's kill of the week is not murder. I love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. My That's kill great. Of the week That's a that great I kill of the week. <laughs> didn't kill anyone. Uh, yeah, I, this, this was a, this was a rough week for me. Um, yeah. but I read a bunch of things, couple things that you sent me, Kim, and then also some stuff that Eric sent me that was like, nope, you're right on schedule for a traumatic yeah. event. The five or six week mark is when you should be feeling super shitty. <laughs> uh, perfect. So you're doing perfectly. I'm right on schedule. Uh, so yeah, it was just, um, the gravity of the situation, I feel like it came upon me quite quickly. Mm. Uh, but I have been putting real effort into like keeping my apartment like very, very tidy and clean, like mm. making that the thing that I can control. Um, and so I think every couple days I'm going to like post a corner of my apartment that like makes me happy. That's um, nice. Just because this is the only place I can be. So I'm going to make it as sanctuary like as I possibly fucking can. Good for you. That's lovely. Yeah. How about you, Bernsey? What's my kill of the week? I think it's that the universe. Or your me. slay of the day. Slay of the day. Oh, but it needs to be weak. I know it's kill of the week or slay of the day. Slay of the week. Yeah, and that just seems like a riding yeah, sleigh. It doesn't work as well. We'll workshop anyway. it, you guys. Um, uh, boop, boop, boop. Oh, the universe blessed me with this gift um, because I've had a book on hold at the library for a godforsaken amount of times. So I, yep. I, I pretty much forgot about it. Um, and I was actually going to get it from Audible. I've almost listened to it like lots of times or bought it in different ways and then just never felt like... I wanted to at the time. Like I was just kind of like, I don't feel like it right now, but it came into my inbox on, from the library and I started listening to it and it's attached. Um, I should see who the authors are. I um, love that the library was like, you got time now, bitch. Try and yeah. get out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called attached the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And, um, you know, I've talked about on here, like when I read that love addiction book and just different things like that and how I was like, damn, that's me. Um, but this book I love because it's much more modern day. Um, like it's very current. Um, like they said, it's like the new science of it. So it's attachment styles. And basically like everyone has an attachment style. So it's not like something's wrong with you. We just have like different ones. And there's three and it's like anxious, avoidant, and secure. And um, then aren't there also combinations of those two or not? No, it's no. just those three. Okay. There's a small percentage of people that are anxious and avoidant. Oh, okay. Um, but like, okay. no, it's just those three, just which makes it pretty three. simple. Um, but, you know, like you can if you're in a secure relationship, you can kind of move from anxious to secure and things like that. But obviously I'm an anxious attachment style, <laughs> um, from all the things I've talked about on here. Uh, it's just to, to the, to the T. Um, I'm not like, uh, in a, what's the word? Um, 
I don't want to say exaggerated way, but like the, the instincts of all of it are in me, but I don't do all the things. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, you call people 15 times and you do all these things, you know what I mean? Like, I don't do those things. Um, but you, you can see where the impulse would, would be like the impulse of all the things and the description of it all. Like, I'm just like, God damn it. And it like, it takes you long to get over relationships. Like that, like all of the things are just me. It's, hilarious I'm like how why did I not find this sooner but um, you weren't ready to hear it I think that's true like I had a lot to learn I had a lot to go through um but um the book though does say like learning about attachment style can be the most beneficial for the people with the anxious style because oh we kind of feel the most pain Right. Um, Like our attachment style like affects our life kind of the most in like a not great way, (laughs) I guess. Like when when your attachment style is activated, like it's very painful and it's like a really just the worst. Um, So, yeah, learning about it is like the most beneficial for my style, which is exciting. And I've learned so much already. And you can take a quiz online to see what you are, and they do it in the book, too. And then you can take a quiz, too, to see, like, the people that you're dating, what they are. So it's even towards, like, people that are, like, currently just in the dating world to be, like – because, like, as an anxious person, you attract your opposite, which is the avoidant, and that's really unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I do want to interject real quick because you just said something that – was part of my not confusion but uh in incorrect assumption uh so you just said if you're an anxious person you you attract avoidance yeah I was under the assumption I was like oh I'm an anxious person therefore my attachment style must be anxious but then actually hearing Kim Mm. talk about it and taking the quiz I am not that and so I just wanted to specify that it you one would think knowing Kim and I that Kim would be secure and I would be anxious <laughs> I yeah too true because of our personalities but in actuality our attachment styles don't have anything to do yeah. with it's, the anxiety piece that I was not thinking was part of it your personality it's your attachment right. style it's like a very specific scientific thing um what I found fascinating is I think they said something like basically it's like Average is like 25% of people are in the population are avoidant, 25% are anxious, and then like 50% are secure. Oh. And that was shocking to me because I was like, I have only dated avoidant people because that's what I attract. Like it blew my face off when I was like, 50% of the population are secure? What are you talking about? And they say that they're like, once in like, unless you're kind of like, basically you won't even bring secure people into your dating pool. Like you won't even be attracted to secure people. Um, if for the most part, if you have an anxious style, um, right. Unless you start being aware of it and then you're like, Oh, you catch on, you know what the, th- you know what the signs are, you know what all the things are, da, da, da. Um, which I've already started doing before yep. this without reading this book, but from some of the other work I was doing and I've talked about on here and I'm very excited very excited that the guy, my, my, my boy right now is a secure style. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I think it's also without going into any details, but like, it's really cool because a lot of the stuff that Kim is like trying to decipher with me right now is 
stuff that she's never been up against before. And it's been things where I'm like, oh, no, like that just is a, you know, people are just not freaking out all the time or or like when people are into you, they just tell you if they're like a secure person, like that kind of thing. And avoidant, yeah, it's like you're so used to the drama and the, like, like wanting people to like you kind of thing that, like, that's normal. So then when it's, like, a secure person, it feels weird. Yeah. Like, you're like, what's happening (laughs) when this feels so weird? And what Um, I think is cool is, like, you're using it as, like, a roadmap for yourself to try to move towards more a more secure attachment style as opposed to trying to make an avoidant person be something they're not kind of oh no yeah yeah 100 percent. like this is all to learn about me and to like catch the signs of people that I am dating um and to avoid avoided people to be honest um and yeah to find secure people so I did it on my own and I'm yay high five high five yeah oh shit we have to fucking cheers yeah hold on I don't want your fucking recorder to shit the bed again. So we have to make sure we cheers. Cheers. Tits up. Ah. So that's my, um, I feel like I'm, I'm killing that. I'm learning a lot. Really like it. Highly recommend the book. Yeah. I'm super excited that you're, that you're diving into it. It seems to be really lighting you up, bitch. Yeah. Um, I have another thing that I can't stop thinking about. What's we up? can move on to our um, uh, what we're watching of the week these days because that's oh. it's our life. Yeah, right now. Um, Tell me. So Apple TV really got me, motherfuckers. So some of it is free right now. You can watch Servant for free, the whole thing. Okay. But then other ones, you can watch the first two episodes. Oh, and then you have to join. And I was like, so I watched two shows that were both good. The first two episodes. And I was like, God damn it. All right, oh, fine. I'll buy shit. you. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's like you get the first week free and then I think it's like $5. So I was like, well, I deserve this right now. Yeah. And it's, it's like, we're spending less money on gas. We're, I mean, you can find five fucking dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I watched the morning show. Oh, with uh, Jennifer Aniston and and Reese Reese Witherspoon? Witherspoon? Yeah. I did not know what that was about. Do you know what that's about? Uh, Two women vying for a position as a news anchor? No. What's it about? Didn't it feel like that? And and did you think it was maybe comedic-ish? Or? Uh, I I did not think it was comedic-ish. No. But. I don't know. Like, I don't remember. I remember just thinking, like, I was like. I maybe I assumed it just because of the actresses, but I was like, I thought it was like comedic. I thought it was fun. Like I didn't know what it was at all. Um, but I'll tell you. And so the, I'll just tell you, cause in the first episode this happens, but it's, um, Jennifer Aniston and a male, um, anchor on a morning show and he gets fired for sexual misconduct. Oh shit. And it's a lot of the me too situation. And then they use like, they go back and forth in time a little bit. And so they use like real things that happened in the news that they're covering. Like, um, the, like the fires in LA, the, um, the hurricane in Puerto Rico, um, and just different things like that. And wow. It, 
I finished it last night. I could a there, there was like one episode left, and I was like, I can't stop watching. I have to watch it, even though it's so late. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm not gonna say anything else, but like, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like so important, and I wish that it was like promoted more or like shared more as to like what it is. Like, it's so important. It's like so- such a good show. Um, and like they do a really great job of showing all sides of everything and the inside workings of it all. Like yeah. it's fucking fascinating. So this is really interesting because I, uh, it didn't get great like reviews. I don't think, or like it didn't. I think it just didn't get attention. Attention because they were nominated for things. Yeah, I guess I think it, the show might have been nominated too. I could be wrong about that, but I know the actresses were nominated. I guess it was more just like uh, the maybe it's that it's on Apple TV, exactly. like it just wasn't as accessible, perhaps. Exactly, and no one knew what Apple TV was at the time. But like, I cannot express to you, like I was just like, I like bawled. Like the last episode is very intense, and I just. Uh, I'll have to check it out because, yeah, I keep – you've told me about 700 times to get Apple TV, but time doesn't exist. So suddenly <laughs> suddenly, I'm recording with you again, and I haven't done the thing, and I'm like, where did seven days go? It, that um, happens every week. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that. I'm going to really – my goal for this week is to acknowledge time. Oh, that's an interesting goal. I'm not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> no desire <laughs> uh i'll have to check it out because I, I mean i love eric is not a huge fan of jennifer aniston she's really good in this they're both uh, very ev- actually everyone is very good in this there's a no, lot of other actors in this too that are like phenomenal i am aware i think jennifer aniston is fucking incredible but he is incorrect and finds her cold and i'm just like well you're wrong so well she's cold in this but she's meant to be cold so maybe right. it'll be good for him yeah he'll be like uh, yeah that's her <laughs> but okay i'll check it out it sounds right up my alley yeah it's uh it 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 plucked some strings for me in a intense intense way that and it was sounds awesome tough. it was tough to watch um do you have any good good shows you're watching uh, what am I watching right now? Ooh, so what I started binging yesterday is on Hulu, and it's A&E uh, Cults and Extreme Beliefs, which I think, had I you watched. watched that? Yeah, we've talked about it on here. Yeah, so I started watching that, like actually Good. watching it. Um, it's uh, Bananas. Which one, like which, did we talk about like a specific episode when we had talked about it? I had seen all of them at the time, so I guess I think I was just talking about all of them Okay, in general. I yeah. did um, specifically talk to him because I couldn't remember, like, the letters of it, but that's all I recall. Right. <laughs> the Jehovah's Witness one was, like, a real big bummer to me yeah. uh, just because uh, my wonderful building manager that I loved at my last building um, is, like, a super devout Jehovah's Witness Hmm, and I just like didn't really know I just assumed it was another sect of Christianity uh which obviously it is but like it's very much a fucking cult and she's got a young daughter and it just really bummed me out watching this um 
Like, I just kind of thought Jehovah's Witness was, like, you know, equally as destructive as any other Christian sect. And then I'm like, oh, no, like, it's very, very fucked up. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't know that they were as... I just thought they were, like, super hardcore about things, but I didn't know. Yeah. It was like, we have our own police and government, basically, and decide on things ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, like, any all of the things that you and I just said could also be applied to like Catholicism so like it it but it definitely was like very I mean like it made me want to I left them too so exactly yeah um but yeah that one is super fucking interesting uh I don't have the I haven't finished it just because like after a while I was like wow I my I need to watch Bob's Burgers immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But it's really fucking interesting. And I feel like uh, the chick who, like, hosts it, Vargas is her last name. Yeah. Uh, I find her great. Me too. She's so – she walks the line of, like, letting people talk and letting it be about the people with also – being so incredibly empathetic but also remaining impartial yeah when needed. yeah like she's i great. just she's doing such an awesome fucking job uh so yeah go watch that it's on hulu right now which has it always been on hulu and i'm just an idiot yeah that's where i watched it cool just an idiot great um the nexium yeah. one i thought was in, i mean i knew a lot of that because i listened to the podcast i had they listened went to the podcast deep. yeah yeah um what others it was there. I don't uh, the na- the United Nation of Islam. Mm. I'm like in the middle of right now. Uh, the Children of God. The that Children of f- God. Because I had fucking heard of them. Like, I kept asking Eric. I was like, "Are they known by another name? Like, what? How is this a thing that is still fucking happening? Like, it's." Ugh banana boats and that they're like oh yeah just like all former members kill themselves just all of them just they all kill themselves so heartbreaking yeah um i would like for them to do i'm gonna write to ms vargas and be like please do a follow-up to this that is a how-to guide of how to remove people from cults oh great i'll just give her i'll shoot her a little text one of the girls does that now. I don't know if you're at that episode, but one of them who like gets out, that's like what she does now is like help transition people who've left a cult to like have a life now. Kind of I think like it was in the, the world. It was the children of God one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really awesome. Do you want to hear about a movie? Yeah. Cool. We watched or I watched porno. Hmm. That is a Fangoria film and it is going to be available on VOD on May 8th. So today in the future present is May 6th. Yes. So it'll be available in two days. Sweet. Uh, we also are going to have a little surprise for everyone mm-hmm. where we are going to have a little chitty chat with uh, one of the actresses in the film. So stay tuned for details about that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because I want to introduce you to who she is uh, oh, as I tell you the film. Oh, okay. Great. So are we ready? Yeah. Dead or alive? We have Chaz, short for chastity. Alive. Ricky, 
Short for Richard, probably. Dead. Jeff, also known as Heavy Metal Jeff. Mm, Dead. Todd, also known as Todd. (laughs) Alive. Uh, Curly, who I, his name is Abe, but I at no point called him that. Dead. Uh, Mr. Pike, who I referred to as pastor manager throughout my notes. Alive. And old man. Alive. God damn it. Ketron's face. (sighs) So sorry. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Here we go. So I think I already know the title of this episode. Oh. Because, so, the title is going to be, I think, The Tale of Be Careful What You Wish For. Okay. And I'm just going to let that bounce around in your little brain, and I think you'll figure out why as we get into this. I can't wait. Okay. So, here we are. Let me set the scene. We have some very aggressive sex noises happening and they sound like fun sex noises and then we see boobs right in our face and i said here we go again here we go again (laughs) with some boobs um it is some pretty hot rough sex by two people who seem to be really enjoying themselves and then we see that the camera zooms out and we're actually looking at a pov of somebody watching them through the window we pan around and it is two teenage boys who are in fact teenagers cast as teenagers so good job fangoria no 47 year old teenagers here great love it uh oh pause side note when i started looking up pictures of little sister in slumber party massacre yeah she is not 29 she is no less than 47 years old I know. <laughs> she is four decades and seven years old. And then the picture with her, like, and the lollipop, and she's just like, I'm a kid. It was the most ludicrous bananas thing I've ever seen. So, like, everything that we were talking about where it's like, I don't know, maybe they just look old because it's from decades ago. No, that is a 47-year-old woman in any time period that you place her in. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm not by any means age shaming. I'm just saying, what the fuck, though? Like, (laughs) why? I don't understand. Like, kid actors exist. (gasps) Why are we casting 47? Like, I guess it's just making me realize, like, I really need to expand the projects that I submit myself for. I think I I should just start submitting myself for (laughs) 11-year-olds. And I think I think the times are different now. Okay. Are you telling me I can't play an 11-year-old? That's rude. You know what, Ketrin? I hate to break it to you, but as your best friend. Yeah. You are fucking phenomenal and you can do whatever you want. Bitch. Thank you. I believe in you. Thank you. But don't play an (laughs) 11-year-old. That's what she was doing, too. Like, she's literally like. listen to my voice. Aw, shucks. I'm 11 years old. I really need you to get into some video, okay? <laughs> this is a serious situation. Um, 
<laughs> what was I gonna say? Beep boop bop, beep boop 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 boop. Oh, um, I did have two thoughts about it. A, there was a lot of like gore and blood and guts, but also like boobs. Like they probably Oops. like you know what I mean. Like they weren't gonna ask actual teenagers to like show their boobs in a movie you know? yeah you're so right they had to be at least over 18 but maybe they didn't need to be 37 they didn't need to be 37 yeah they didn't need anyway. to be 37 okay back to this movie so sorry so we see that it's two teenage actual teenage boys watching the couple do it through the window uh and then hell the redhead says to curly so the redhead is todd uh says to Curly, we gotta go. I can't get in trouble again. Redhead runs off. Curly takes like one last look at the the doing it and then they ride off together down the sidewalk on their bikes. Uh, as they're riding off into the distance, we see the hand of some creepy person watching them ride away. So, like, just in the corner of the screen, we see that someone just sort of stepped onto the sidewalk and is, like, watching them uh, ride away. Okay. So, now we cut to Curly and Todd uh, putting on their uniform for work. Uh, And I I wasn't exactly sure what they did, but, like, I realized in a second that they work in a movie theater. So, they're wearing, like, you know, black slacks, white button-down shirt, and, like, a black bow tie kind of thing. Like, they mm-hmm. are dressed like you had to dress when you were a caterer. Um, and they all, all the kids that work there, plus uh, the manager, are all standing in a prayer circle prior okay. to opening the theater. And they're and praying? They're all praying. Led by the manager, who I then called pastor manager. Uh, And he is giving them all a speech about, you know, the devil and don't let him into the theater or whatever (laughs) they say. Um, (laughs) And then he starts I mean, I don't want the devil to come into my theater either, but I don't know if I need a prayer Uh, circle every day before work. I'm also just like, he'll probably like spend a ton of money, though. Like, you know what I Maybe. mean? I don't He'd know. Probably I just steal, though. I just don't know if the devil got an accurate rap is all I'm saying. Uh, In so general, as the devil, you're not sure? I'm not sure. Okay. I just feel like he was the victim of some really bad propaganda, and we haven't actually heard his side of things. Oh, look wow, at your little wow, squishy wow. penis. Look at what we're learning about Ketrin. Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to hear both sides of the story. 91 uh, yeah. episodes in, turns out she's a devil worshiper. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so, oh, I did just say, look at Kim's jiggly penis. I should probably explain <laughs> why I said that. I just realized. So we're recording, like, I can see things. We got a press kit for porno, and inside of it was a squishy little tiny penis head. It's so cute. And she keeps wiggling it into frame. So Kim wasn't wiggling her actual anatomical penis into frame. I don't have a penis, you guys. No. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. So now he so they're like going around the circle. But pastor manager, Mr. Pike, is like specifically calling people out. So he's being like, you know, don't let the devil in. And also, dear Lord, look after Todd and help him to stray away from temptation. And Ricky, God, thanks for bringing Ricky back 
into our flock and may he stay a sheep forever or something Mm -hmm. and then he gets to chastity Chaz and he's like guide her as she takes on the position of assistant manager and remind her that no amount of makeup can conceal her love of Christ (laughs) fuck you pastor manager yeah pastor manager was throwing shade she's not even wearing that much makeup she's just wearing like goth like not even gothy she's just wearing like eyeliner but like it's eyeliner that rims all the way around so it's like a look she's she's like serving a look it's fine um, but she's not, like, dolled up. So then he, like, claps them away. And he's like, we're open now. Get to work, everybody. And we see that the two movies that are playing, like, it's only a two, you know, two yeah, screen yeah. theater or whatever, is League of Their Own. <gasps> Love! Oh. And Encino Man. Which I know Oh, saw. fun. Okay. Yeah. Is this current uh, day or is this, like, a 90s. vintage theater? It's def- no, it's definitely, like, okay. 90s. So, uh, like... It's taking like those are new movies at Correct. the time. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now we see like a little montage of just like movie stuff, like Ricky getting popcorn, people taking tickets. We're going into the theater, and this is how a movie theater works. Just a little montage of that. Then we go up into the projection booth, and there is the projectionist up there, and he's very like grunge like 90s grunge okay you can see the haircut you can see the flannel shirt you can see the facial hair right yeah and he is listening to uh like rocking out on his headphones to like some pretty heavy metal and then someone comes up behind him and pulls his hair and he turns around he's like hello jazz is right there and he's like oh you scared me and he's like, no playing in the booth. Like, he's like the older <laughs> kid, but he's like still a kid. Yeah. Uh, but drunk on his own authority. Uh, and she's like, I was just bringing you a drink. And he's like, I asked for no ice. And she's like, I, f- I forgot. Like, it's the same every day. I never drink ice. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, dude. Like, turn it down a notch please so then Chaz like picks up his headphones and she like listens for a second and she's like ugh I hate this she's like heavy metal sucks and he's like it's not heavy metal it's hardcore (laughs) and then she's like then why does everyone call you heavy metal Jeff and he's like no one calls me that oh my god Jeff I mean there's gonna be a lot of that it's just gonna be a lot of like oh my god Jeff Jeff Calm down. Get it together, Jeff. Get it together, Jeff. So now we cut to the boys' bathroom, and it's Angle on uh, dumping a bucket of ice into the urinals. Do you know why they do that? Dumping a bucket of ice into the urinals. You know, they did it on Letter Kenny, and yeah. then they made a joke about how it's fun for boys to pee on that or something like that. But so. Yes, it is fun for boys to pee on it. But er I asked Eric, I was like, why did they do that? And he's like, because hot pee smells more, smells more than cold pee. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, and then he was like, and also it's fun to pee on. I was like, sure, 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 sure. Uh, I didn't even know they did that in real life. I thought it was like a joke on Letterkenny. No, they pour fucking ice buckets into the urinal, I guess. Wow. So uh, Todd is pouring ice into the 
urinal and peeing on it because it's fun. I can think of quite a few bathrooms I've been in that could have used a little ice in the urinal. A li- little ice in the urinal. Because so, they're swampy. And then, well, Curly will tell you because he's over at the toilet and he is just plunging a just full poop toilet. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is just caked in poop. Like, Ew. what are you doing? <laughs> like, He's like he's like plunging it, but it just looks like someone exploded out of their asshole and then also the toilet exploded. No. It's a very, very bummer uh, of a situation. And I'm like, I you could just not pay me enough to deal with this amount of poop and this disorganization of feces. Uh, like, <laughs> no. Like, at the very least, I need my feces, like, contained, but just, like, chaotic feces, I just am not interested. I've worked at many a bar and restaurants, and, like, sometimes you have to, like, clean the bathroom or something, and it's, like, those are the ones where I'm just, like, nope, I don't want to. Not for me. It's always, like, poor, bless bless the busboys of the world. Because you always just call on the busboy. You're always just, like, excuse me, um, busboy, you need to clean the bathroom. And they're just not not paid enough for that. They're just not paid enough for that. The only, okay, so the only bathroom I ever had to clean was when I was a lifeguard. And that was actually really fun because it's a pool bathroom. And so, like, you don't have to get down into things. You literally, I mean, actually, this is really unsafe. You probably shouldn't have had teenagers doing this because there were no windows or ventilation. But basically, you just take chlorine and you just fucking just spray it all over the bathroom. Yeah, Just, like, just cake it in, in chlorine and then you take a giant hose and you just fucking hose down the bathroom That's much better and then That's it just better. drains into the you know into the center of the bathroom right. where the drain is and i'm just like not only is this quick as fuck i'm super high on these fumes <laughs> uh and uh it's really satisfying like sounds you're basically great. like power washing the bathroom sounds great yeah uh they did not get to power wash the bathroom so now they're talking and they're talking about what movie to watch tonight. So the only two movies that are playing are Encino Man. And Todd's like, I want to watch Encino Man. He's, he's like, I heard that Pauly Shore is a real cut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, he, that he is. That Pauly Shore is, is a real he, cut he, up. Yeah. I don't even I don't have words. I just, yeah. Real cut. It kind of makes me want to revisit some that's, of Polly Shore's that's wonderful. early career. Uh, and so that's a then wonderful line. Uh, uh, he's like, Ricky and Chaz are going to watch, are going to want to watch a league of their own. And Curly is like, me too, dude. Madonna is in a league of the, her, of their own. Yeah. And she's amazing. They're all amazing. I love a league of their own. I mean, it's the best movie. Like never, ever choose any. If if your choices are a league of their own and any other movie, choose a a league of their own every time. Uh, But he's like, Madonna's in it. And she wrote that book sex. I mean, (laughs) we're bound to see some boobs in it. And then they have like a whole discussion where like he's like, no way. It's it's PG or PG 13. And Todd is like, yeah, but we saw boobs in Jaws. And I'm like, is Jaws PG-13? How the fuck is Jaws PG-13? I need to verify. I need to postmortem all of this because I was like, what are you talking about? If it's PG-13, that's bananas. Uh, And then also, I guess, can you see boobs in PG-13? Now, I kind of want to just see what the... 
Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really hoping that they see some Madonna boobs in PG-13. Spoiler alert, boys. No Madonna boobs. No boobs. So sorry. Still a great movie. You should watch it. So now Todd stares off into space and thinks about whether Madonna is really doing it in her book. Like, he's basically like, is she having actual sex in her (laughs) book? And I'm like, I think she is. Probably. So now we cut to uh, Pastor Manager's office, and he's giving Chaz a ring of keys. And he's like, don't lose these. You're the Mrs. Manager now. But should you happen to lose them, uh, here are the copies of all the keys that are on your belt. And he, like, opens, like, a little cabinet in his office to be like, this is where the copies are. And then he pulls out a super cool belt chain. And he's like, do you need a belt chain? She's like, no, I (laughs) don't need a belt chain, Mr. Pastor Man. (laughs) And then as she's leaving, Pastor Manager says, how do you think Ricky is doing? And Chaz, like, kind of gets a little, like, uncomfortable and weird about it. But, like, there's definitely something, like, unsaid. Like, people aren't wanting to say things. So um, she's just kind of like, I mean, I think, okay, like, fine. And Pastor Manager is like, he's making, making awesome critical strides. We just really need to make sure to support him. And, you know, patience goes a long way. Is Ricky one of the boys from the beginning? Yes. Yeah, he works there. So it's like Todd, no, Curly. The, the, the two in the beginning. Oh, no, 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 He's not. Uh, the two boys at the beginning were Todd and uh, Curly. So now we cut to outside of the theater. So like on the street and it's nighttime. And we see an old man across the street from the theater. And he looks he looks homeless And he's staring at the theater, and he's just muttering to himself, see, this was all mine. See, this was all mine. See, this was all mine. This was all mine. This was all mine. And we're just like, okay, creeper. Mm. So now we cut back to the alley behind the theater. And Ricky and Chaz are out there. So Ricky is the one that, like, how's Ricky doing kind of thing. Chaz is – and is the assistant manager and they're talking about like what to watch that night. And so Ricky is smoking, but in a way that suggests he wants to look very cool while he smokes. Right. He's not great at it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not reading like an extension of his hand. If you <laughs> <know>. Got it. <laughs> it's reading as something that he is holding that he has not held very often. Been there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, uh, he's like, I'm not seeing a league of, uh, I'm not seeing league again. And Chaz is like, you already saw it. She's like, did you sneak in? And Ricky is like, no, I saw it with my mom. And then Chaz is like, oh, you didn't go with Jasmine. Jasmine. And he's like, no, she hates baseball. And I'm like, it's not about baseball. It's not, it's not about baseball. It's about, it's about the human spirit. It's about, it's about. <laughs> the love of a uh, friendship exactly <laughs> and sisterhood yeah um and so then Chaz is like some girlfriend can't wait to meet her and then like obviously mm-hmm. being shady about it and then Ricky says hey Jasmine is awesome 
she's really on fire for God. <laughs> no, no, and no. I was like, I was like, you just said two things that mean the opposite. <laughs> oh no! Like, oh no! I you can, you cannot be awesome and also be described as on fire for God. On fire for God is so specific. It sounds like it's she's okay. like got the hots for God. Yes. I when I first when we first moved out here, oh, this is how I met um, Megan Rosati. You um, on fire for God? We, we were both on fire for God together, um, <laughs> and then we I reconnected with her uh, at the set of Lucky. Um, but we were both in like a student film like a thousand years ago, but we weren't ever in the same scene. We were just like in the film, right. um, so we didn't. I don't even think we met in person before, but. Um, my character was on fire for God. Oh man! Wow! 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 Really wow! On wow! Fire for God. Maybe I'll share it. Yeah, I did it's when special. I was when I was uh, going to evangelical camps and things like that. Uh, <laughs> I do still. My favorite musical is Jesus Christ Superstar, and I love Ted Neely so much. <laughs> and it's like a very important film in my family. But I remember in sixth grade, I felt really guilty because I thought Ted Neely was so fucking hot. And so we were listening to Jesus Christ Superstar in my religion class in sixth grade. And I had to stay after class one day because I was crying. And I had to ask Miss Ridenauer if Jesus was mad at me that I thought he was hot. <laughs> Ketrin! Yeah. Oh, little baby. And she <laughs> gave she gave me the best answer. Do you know what she said? What would she say? She said, I think Jesus would be very flattered. Oh, that is a good answer. Isn't that she was like, I mean, he was human after all. Oh, I know. That's it was sweet. Great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So where were we? Oh, on fire on for fire God. for God. So then Chaz kind of like looks I at want him. That to be the name of the, uh, the oh, the name of the title. Girl, that doesn't make sense. The name of the title, um, girl. You. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. So. Chaz looks at him longingly, question mark. Then all of a sudden we hear, I smell cigs. <laughs> and Jeff busts out the door. Oh, my God, Jeff. Grabs uh, Ricky's cigarette and like throws it as hard as he can against the brick wall. And then he turns to them and says, do you want to show up to heaven smelling like an ashtray? And then goes back inside. <laughs> I didn't think that heavy metal Jeff would be so on fire for God. Well, we're going to learn about Jeff and how he found his edge in a little bit. Interesting. We're gonna, Jeff is really going to reveal a lot about himself as the film continues. Do you want to show up to heaven smelling like an ashtray? I don't think that's how any of that works. No, but either, for but Jeff, that is, that's really important to him. He I'm wants learning to smell a lot up. about my path to heaven. So yeah. Keep it he coming. wants to show up to heaven smelling so fresh and so clean, clean. Um, and Please. that is his prerogative. Please educate you know. me on how I get to the, there. Yeah. Uh, so now we cut to uh, people leaving the lobby. Last film was shown. And uh, pastor manager comes out and he's like, I'm so proud of you guys, of my employees. You have earned your Friday movie night. And so basically what that means is when the last film is shown and everyone leaves, they get to lock themselves in and watch whatever they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
Jeff comes out and he's like, what are we watching? I have to load the projector. And oh my God, Jeff. Jeff is very extra. So poor Curly is like, um, we haven't decided yet. And he's like, pick now or I'm out of here. <laughs> and so pastor manager comes in and he's like, Jeff, 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 I love your passion. But I do want you to remember CBTL. And Jeff like kind of takes, he closes his eyes and takes a deep breath. And he's like, right. CBTL, CBTL. And Curly is like, or Todd's like, what's CBTL? And Jeff gets right into Todd's face and says, Christ bears the load. <laughs> okay. Great. Christ bears the load, Kim. Great. Thank you. I'm learning uh, a lot from this movie. Yeah. Uh, that uh, apparently we need to shower before we go through the pearly gates uh, and Christ bears the load. So father manager tells them to decide amongst themselves. And he's like, I'll be back at midnight to give you Jeff a ride home. So in my head, I was like, does the last movie end at like nine 30? Like that's, I, but I guess maybe it's like a Christ, it's probably like a Christian movie theater or something. So like mm-hmm. they're like everyone in bed before Jesus comes to knock on your bedroom door or something. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. what Jesus does? Jesus comes at night. Yeah. Jesus and checks to, to make sure you're in bed and smelling good like roses. He, yep. He knows when you are sleeping and knows when you're awake. Right. That's him. I think that's right? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so father manager father manager leaves pastor manager leaves and he's like i'm passing the torch to chastity so now we cut to Chaz locking the front door and it's like those glass front doors curly and todd are sweeping and then there's like mannequins of league of their own and encino man so it's like two mannequins one's a caveman and one's a lady baseball player todd at this point hears something from one of the two theaters and say that, so they go in, and it's the old muttering man <gasps> at the front being crazy, like up eh. in the front row. And the boys just watch him. And they're like, man, I can smell the booze on him. And they're like, Chaz! And Chaz comes in, and she's like, well, are you guys going to tell him to leave? And they're like, well, you're in charge, right? And she's like, ugh, you're such wimps. So Chaz walks like down the aisle slowly and she's like excuse me <laughs> fuck you that <laughs> that was a deep cut of Kedrin making fun of me just really, so you all know really deep cut maybe we'll post mortem it we'll post mortem the deep cut uh so she's like <laughs> we're we're closed and then he turns and he's got like fucking crazy, crazy face. And he like breaks off an arm of one of the chairs and like Whoa. goes to attack them. Whoa! Here comes Jeff from behind. And he grabs him from behind and like his the old man's like coat like comes off and he like bolts into the lobby. So now he's shirtless, crazy old man. And when he gets away, Jeff is like dang it and like runs after him <laughs> i fucking love jeff oh, God. and he gets into the lobby and the old man gets into the lobby and we see him like p- 
pull back a curtain that like previously was like, oh, this is just a, a wall. But he pulls back a curtain and there's like a boarded up old hallway door something like definitely something that was hidden behind this curtain and boarded up and the old man just fucking like busts through it like a straight up like wily coyote cartoon like just okay. like busts through it and the kids and the kids are just like what the fuck and then jeff jeff says see kids that's why i don't drink because you because you bust through because you bust through doors i guess um, that's what I'm doing after this. I'm going to get real hyped up on White Claw Ooh. and just run through some walls. Can you videotape that for us, please? Sure will. So they're trying to figure out what to do now. So Kim, question number one, what do you do and what do they do? Explain to me where this is inside the theater somewhere. Yeah. So you walk in, you walk into the, you walk into the Americana there's where you buy the tickets and all that kind of stuff. And then the theaters are off to either side of you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But right before you get to the theaters, there's like a curtain that goes all the way across the wall that like looks like a decorative curtain. Right. But if you pull that curtain back, what you thought was just going to be wall before you got to like where you actually would enter into the individual mm -hmm. theaters, there's a boarded up other theater hallway uh, to another theater. Okay. That kind of thing. Um, I am going to call the police. Okay. What do they do? I think they are going to go in after him to try to get him to leave. Here's your little surprise. <laughs> I forgot to go get the bell today, but I found this. Ooh, bell sounds. Two? That is, that is, yeah, that was two bells. That is a ship bell so miss burns uh, wonderful you are going to get a different bell sound for every single question you get right oh, so your exciting. first one was this one in case people couldn't hear it hold on double ding double ship. ding ship bells for you miss burns nice work so Thank you all the more incentive to get these right so you can hear all your bells Oh, man. Oh, man. This is so exciting. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. So Chaz doesn't, she doesn't want to call pastor manager to deal with this because she's like, this is my first night as assistant manager. Like, I want to handle it. Right. Jeff is like, the longer we wait, the more torqued up he'll get. We have one option. We got to take out the trash. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, just... Jeff. And he grabs a flashlight. So they sneak through the hole in the wall and downstairs. So we see that this is like actually going to an underground part. And they all have their little flashlights. And Todd or Curly or somebody is like, did you see how he burst through the wall? Like he was like he was possessed. And Jeff is like, telltale sign. And Ricky's like, of possession? And he's like, no, addiction. First it controls your body and then your soul. Oh. And I was like, I mean, you're not wrong, Jeff. But again, can we dial it back? Dial are it. Are you capable of that? <laughs> Methinks ye not. Um, this is a side note. Who are we interviewing? Chess. Chess. 
Oh, yeah. exciting. Yay. Okay, yeah. cool. So they pull ba- back some plastic uh, to like another door. It's all very dark. Like it's, you know, they're just kind of like, where the fuck are we kind of thing. So it's all very dark. They pull back some plastic and they see that it is an entire other theater downstairs. An entire other like 50 rows of chairs and a giant screen and like a stage. Okay. Wow. And all of a sudden they hear a noise. Question number two what do you do and what do they do when they hear the noise? I still go back and call the police. Okay. This is not for me to handle on my own. Correct. You're no I Jeff. I need Jesus's help. Yeah. Hello? Jesus police? Jesus um, please. I would, and then I think that they follow the noise. They go investigate the noise. This is two, this is one and a half points. Oh, yay. One and a half points, sleigh bells for you. Uh, Yes, please go call the Jesus police. Like, let's move on. Chaz says, let's split up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, And then Jeff says, yeah, and if you see him, Use bear tactics and lead him back <gasps> to the stairs. Jeff! <laughs> bear tactics. Bear tactics. Do you, so get your period. Hopefully it's <laughs> a come polar right bear. to you. Um, he's like, make yourself as big as possible and lead him back to the stairs. <laughs> Fucking Jeff. I love him. Jeff, I think, is like, like if my brain was the embodiment of a person, yeah, it would be, be Jeff. Jeff. Oh. Yeah. Like, just, like, a little too intense. Yeah. Like, just, I am like, Jeff. Calm down. Uh, yeah. Calm down, bro. Honestly, calm down. Yeah. So, Curly, Chad, sorry, there is no Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz and Todd became Chad. Got it. Uh, Curly, Chaz, and Todd find a door marked archive. They go in, and it's a, it's, a bunch of sh- a bunch of shelves uh, of archival things, but it's all burned, and Ooh. looks like it had been set on fire. Curly then finds like another room inside of the archive room, and this is where we see a whole shit ton of old film reels. So like the big mm-hmm. wheel like uh, canisters that have old uh-huh. film reel in it all filling up this room and so they go in and they start digging through the real cans to see if there's any that like aren't ruined or burned up and curly sits and he's like kind of sitting on the ground and he kind of looks back and he sees one of them light up with some sort of internal flame (laughs) inside of itself i'm sorry what now, if there's one thing I know, it's that that doesn't look good. No. Don't open it. He does. He grabs it. So now we cut to Jeff and Ricky. So Jeff and Ricky were in another part of this downstairs 
abandoned part because remember he said split up and be a bear so like they're all splitting up to be bears separately jeff and ricky are together uh and they're looking at another set of shelves and then they hear something and ricky's like what's that and then crash a bunch of shelves fall over on top of them Curly, Chaz, and Todd hear it, and they come running into this other room that Ricky and Jeff were in and uh, ask if they're okay. And at that point, they see old Looney Tunes run up the stairs giggling. So basically, (laughs) he knocked over the shit and ran back up the stairs out into the lobby. And Jeff looks at the stairs and says, let's rock. (laughs) Oh, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, good old Jeff. And so cut to, uh, they run up the stairs to the lobby. Jeff was the first one there. And uh, by the time the rest of them get up there, Jeff is standing by the door and the door is like swinging open. Like he got out. Um, And so Chaz asked Jeff, like, did you throw him out? And he's like, nope. Door was swinging when I got here. And one of them says, where do you think he went? And Jeff says, roaming, searching for a fix. He thinks he's doing the drugs, but brother, the drugs are doing him. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, I love you. I, oh. Jeff, Jeff is a hoot. Jeff I is thought a hoot I was going to hate you, Jeff, but I love you with the passion. He's just, so, he's just so committed to being Jeff. Yeah, good for you know? him. I mean, you gotta you gotta honor someone and, and respect someone for their commitment. Yeah, and he is committed. To yeah, he is committed to Jeffdom, and you know what? Maybe we're committed to Jeffdom too. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe this is our new religion, Jeffdom. Jeffdom. Yeah. So Chaz is like, uh, Chaz is like, okay, show's over. You're dumb, and she goes and like locks the door again but like the keys are like staying in the lock lock. right okay so she's like okay so now what are we gonna watch curly says how about this one (gasps) curly no it's the reel that curly found question number three what what do they do wwjd (laughs) what would jesus do christ bears the load kim cbtl (laughs) Um, they're going to watch it. I am creeped out. I don't feel good about that. I don't like an eternal, f- internal flame, eternal you, flame. What's that yeah, song? You, you like an eternal flame. You don't like an, an internal flame. An eternal flame. Thank you. I don't think that's. White the uh, tune, but neither sure. one of us are getting getting the tune. But you no, know but what I'm we, thinking of. We we both know the song. <laughs> neither of us are singing it. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Um, now that's gonna really bother me. How does that song go? Anyway, um, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Is this burning and eternal Got it. I'm so sorry for your earballs for that one. Too. The okay, they're watching it. I'm not going to. Uh, I think that I I'm gonna put a blanket over this whole situation. I think you're gonna put a blanket. Hmm. 
I'm going to put that back, board it back up, pretend it never happened. Kim, for the first time ever in your goddamn life, I'm going to tell you, good job putting a blanket over it. Thank because you. Because you just got two of these. <laughs> Thank you. Church bells. Wow. Were you I able mean, to hear that? Yeah. Okay, good. How how apropos. Yeah. So, okay. Scurly says, how about this one? Jeff is like, I'm not putting this into my projector. He's like, if this was locked up downstairs, it's for a reason. And then Todd, like, calls Jeff a narc, and Jeff calls Todd a perv. And he's like, do you really want to get in trouble again, Todd? And the four of them are like, we want to fucking watch this dude outnumbered. It's four against one. So Jeff says, you'll have to kill me first. Oh, my God, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, I need you to take about 80% off the top there. Yeah, like, please don't kill yourself over your projector, sir. So, um Chaz then comes in. She's like, pastor manager says you have to play whatever we say. Rules are rules. And she says, you gave your word, Jeff. You did. You don't want me to tell him you broke your word, do you? Wow. That really gets Jeff. Wow. Because if Jeff is anything, it's a man of his fucking word. (laughs) I don't doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, that's the only way you get to the gates. It's true. After you shower, of course. Of course. So Jeff reluctantly agrees. <laughs> it's like that time we tried to go to that pool in Astoria. <laughs> Wait, we have to pause and tell that story. So, you guys, we went on our sink trip and we were in Astoria because that's where Chris lived at the time. And it was so fucking hot, you guys. Like, it was. Yeah, I think it, it was, was the middle of summer. It was fire and brimstone hot. Like, speaking of hell, we were in it. And we just wanted to go through the pearly gates to the pool of heaven is where we wanted to go. You take it away from here because I blocked part of it out. I have to be honest. I mean, I didn't want to even, like, enter the water, but I was like, cool, I'll go, like, sit next to it. You know, some people really wanted to get in. I was like, I don't even want to... I'm just going to lay there, read a magazine, whatever, hang out. We enter the the, the, the community pool. Like the first a, a door. Yeah, like the and first one. They don't let you into the pool. You no, first ma'am. must go through an entering prison situation. Yep. Where you must d- d- take disrobe. your clothes off. Disrobe. Completely disrobe. Uh, to your bathing suit. Uh, sure. I think we had to lock up all of our belongings. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like you couldn't bring anything in unless it nope. was like in like a clear plastic bag or something. Yeah. And, and even then, then it had to be like essential items. And then they they showered you down. And I was yeah. like, but I didn't even want to get wet today. <laughs> I didn't want to get a shampoo. But and for whatever reason, <laughs> because this was, this was truly a test of wills, despite it being... 111 degrees outside of the shower facility. <laughs> it was 
a, a cool <laughs> 60, it felt like. And then the water was just ice buckets <laughs> pouring on you. And it's, I mean, it's as if they really wanted to break our spirit prior to us it, getting into I'm the pool area. so broken. And, and so like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a shower area, but it felt like they hosed me down. It felt it, like they took a fire hose and uh, I stood against a wall <laughs> naked as they shh. Shows me down. I remember it that way as well. That's the way I felt in my soul. I remember being hosed down as well. (laughs) So, like, you're making a joke about it, but, like, if I had told the story, I would have been like, and then they took a hose and hosed me down. And then I think we finally made it inside, and I think someone was handcuffed to the... uh, To the bleachers. The the bleachers. (laughs) Yep. Just some girl handcuffed there. (laughs) We don't know for how long. She might still be there. (laughs) I was like, what's happening? What did we just enter? It was a very... I I felt... I felt... I felt... I don't know. It It was a very strange day. Uh, Anyway, why are we talking about this? I don't know. That's how how we got into heaven. The pearly gates. That's how we We got into heaven. We showered... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We showered to get through the pearly gates of heaven. Okay, so... Jeff reluctantly agrees. We cut to him loading the projector. And the four kids are sitting in the theater with their popcorn. And all of a sudden, what starts playing can only be described as very religualistic. Right. And it's sort of like Dario Dario Argento meets Wiccan grad school film project. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot of lights, a lot of effects and it's very dark and it's this robed person with a candle at an altar and a fire is lit I'm kind of just going to go through like the imagery because it was very imagery based it wasn't like a linear story then we see more cloak dudes no dicks by the way uh and they ring a like quadruple bell like it's like a bell with four bells on it right and here comes naked cloaked lady coming out of the fire and Todd is like is this an art film and Curly like cannot take his eyes off the screen and just is like I don't know dude like there are they are boners incarnate like their pupils are boners their boners are hitting them in the face but their face is also a all our boners it's oh my all God. boned out wow, they're just made of boners just they're made of boners so now we see a Thames and chanting and singing and cymbals and a goat-headed man takes, his cl- takes the cloak off of the lady and we see boobs and then a very Merkin-esque bush. It's really a concentrated tuft of triangular hair uh, <laughs> in okay. a really sort of quaffed Merkin luscious bush a lady bush a lady bush no and deck. yeah then i wrote todd and curly boner to the face again i mean just like if they had a boner before like now it's just like right um so my the eye movie, my eye so the movie stops jeff is up at the booth and he's like no way and then <laughs> I mean, Jeff can't let this go down. And he has a responsibility. Of course. He has a responsibility. Yeah, to Jesus. And so Todd turns around. He's like, hey, what the frick? And (sighs) these little babies. And so Jeff comes down and he's like, this is pornography. I'm not breaking my edge for a European titty movie. 
So I'm like, your edge, like what? Maybe his straight edge. Straight edge. That's what it is. Straight edge. Also, I just noticed a typo and I wrote European kitty movie. And I'm like, (laughs) oh. Into that. You would love that. You'd I be so would that. love a European kitty. I movie. mean, you'd be into a European titty movie too. So it's true. It's true. as long as there was dick involved, please. Yeah, exactly. Can I, I don't get a want dick? any no titties without an accompanying dicky dickle. Yeah, dickle. Uh, so Chaz is like, "Don't be such a prude, Jeff." And Ricky's like, "No, he's right. This is pornography, and this is a sin." And Todd is like, it's art. And then Curly goes, I feel weird. And I'm like, yeah, that is, that's <laughs> blood. That's blood rushing to your penis. Like that is a lightheadedness because all of the blood in your body has rushed to your penis, sir. So Jeff comes in with some schooling because he's Jeff. And he says, the human brain, when aroused by porn, sends the brain into a give me more mode. And Ricky chimes in. He's like, it'll turn into an obsession. And then they all think about it, think better of it. And Chaz is like, you know what? You're right. It's my fault. I'm in charge. And Curly is like, no, no, I brought it up. Because remember, Kim, first and foremost, these kids are on fire for God. Okay? So, like, they, they have their urges, but they know that Christ will bear the load. Um. (laughs) And so they're all trying to, like, apologize together. No, I brought it up. And uh, one of them chimes in. I think it was Ricky chimes in and says, who knows what it'll lead to? And then Jeff says, some of us know what it'll lead to. Right, Todd? Todd. Todd. And then they're like, wait, where is Todd? What? And then we hear from up in the booth, the wild card! And the movie starts playing again. Todd, you big perv. So movie comes back on. Todd is in there. Jeff rushes up to the booth. Um, (laughs) Todd has locked him out. And so the kids just sit right back the fuck down. And I'm like, wow, y'all, y'all like made a 180 real quick as soon as that movie started playing again. And so I wrote, they forgot all about Jesus real quick. And so I then mean, we just see when boobs are in your face, it's hard to, and hard these to are like think about artsy Jesus. boobs upon boobs. Like there's this special effect where it's like the boobs opened into more boobs and oh, opened into more whoa. boobs and opened into more boobs. Yeah. It was That's a, lot. a real boner poke your eye out a situation. Lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of boobs. And so then we start seeing like then symbols that are like carved into the air with fire and then merkin and then more symbols and then panting and then drums and then man chest and then chains chains over a man butt and then ricky is like looking real nervous and then we see goat head mustachioed man bell ding-a-ling-a-ding-dong and then blood poured all (gasps) over the boobs and the lady laughing crazier and crazier and then it cuts out and the kids are sitting in the theater just like (laughs) (laughs) like cannot like there's that was was a stunned face for everyone who can't see our podcast visually was a, a a comatose like it was as if their communal orgasm killed them. Right. That's what they look like. So 
cut to them in the booth. Okay, so like now they're all in the booth and we see that the projector is jammed and Jeff is livid and he's like, real smooth, Dingleberry. This is why <laughs> amateurs can't be around serious equipment. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, Dingleberry. Jeff. Oh, Dingleberry. So they're all like, we're going to be in so much trouble with pastor manager and he's going to see this dirty movie like stuck, like jammed in the projector. We can't get it out. Right. And Todd is like, I can't get in trouble again or my dad will send me away. And Curly like steps in to be like, you are not going to get in trouble again, Todd. Like Curly is like really trying to look out for Todd. So now Jeff is like being all narky and he's just like, well, you did do this, Todd, like, you know, I'm Jeff and I'm going to tell. So Jeff or so Todd like pushes Jeff and knocks him into the projector, which jostles the film loose and it falls out. And so they're like, oh, hooray, hooray. It fell out. But then Jeff is pissed because we see that they jostled a piece off and that's why it fell out. And so he's like, he's like, get this filth out of my booth. (laughs) And so now they're all back in the theater. And Chaz and Ricky are like, is all porn like that? And I'm like, no, guys, there's way more penetration. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And they're all like, I don't know, but we shouldn't have watched it. And so now they're going back into the basement to put it back. Like, they're like, this was wrong. We need to put it back. So Chaz and Ricky go into, like, the archive room, and we see Chaz, like, put, like, a a wedge in the door so that it, like, is propped open. Okay. And they're, like, looking around, and it's, like, a bunch of old junk, and then rat! And Ricky is, like, oh, man, and, like, they get startled. So he's, like, okay, let's just put it back so we can go. So like they're going to go into the that second room which is where like all the reels are. And Chaz is like, "Hey, before we go, can I ask you something?" And she's like, "Why didn't you write me a letter this summer?" And Ricky mm. is like, "It was just um it was it was really intense and I'm sorry." And she's like, I mean, it was no big deal. <laughs> it's not like I check the mail every day or something. And also, um, Trisha's cousin came and we just kind of like drove around like pumping jams. Um, got jams, actually. <laughs> For sure. Totally. And yeah. And it was uh, really amazing. Aww. And Ricky is like, your dad let you do that? And she's like, I don't have to ask for permission for everything. I didn't ask to wear this eyeliner, and I didn't ask if I could listen to The Cure or if I could kiss Alex, because who cares? Not like anyone is wondering what I'm doing. And Ricky's like, oh, so is Alex a good kisser? And Chaz is just like, you're such an idiot, and walks away. (laughs) Oh. She wanted to kiss Ricky, and she she wanted Ricky to be jealous. But he wasn't. So cut to Todd peeing in the bathroom on some ice. And he's by himself. And he hears a woman's laugh. Now, at this point, he's, like, washing his hands. And we notice that, like, one of his hands is, like, kind of deformed. Like, it 
kind of looks like a like it's held like this basically like okay. with uh like it's usable but not super usable and so he goes to investigate where the giggle is coming from and he like comes out into the lobby and he's like hello so now we cut back to curly and jeff in the booth in the projector booth so we have ricky and Chaz in the archives todd is by himself curly and jeff are in the booth and Jeff is trying to, like, fix the projector, like, the part that broke off. And he's like, pastor manager is going to explode my nuts if he finds out. Whoa, Jeff. Curly says the same thing. He's like, explode your nuts? And he's like, it happens. My dad was a nam, saw it all the time. And then he, like, can't get the projector to work. So he's like, cheese and rice. (laughs) We used to say that when we... (laughs) Steph Dawson used to say that all the time, really? but like as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, this Jeez was not rice. a joke. This was this. W- he really wanted to use the Lord's name in vain. But oh my goodness, that will not bring you to the pearly gates. No, and he didn't want to lose his edge. So need a lot more than a hose down after that. Oh yeah. So Jeff starts talking shit on Todd, and he's like, you know, he's a perv. You shouldn't hang out with him. And Curly is defending him. He's like, who made you role model? You dropped out of college and moved back in with your mom. Ooh. That don't get Jeff. Because Jeff says, that college was sucking away my money and pumping me with secular propaganda. I'm going to save money and get my band back together. (laughs) Okay, Jeff. Good for you. Okay, Jeff. And then Curly says, God hates heavy metal. And he goes, it's not heavy metal. It's hardcore. And then he's like, what are you doing with your life, Curly? So then um, Jeff, like, starts playing with the projector again. And all of a sudden, something starts playing on the projector. What? But there's nothing fucking in there. What? And it's this weird fucking movie where it's, like, someone skateboarding and falling down. And then a newscaster talking about an old man dying. And then... People in cave people costumes, and then someone on a skateboard on fire, and uh-huh. then distorted and slowing down. So it's like, I am a newscaster. <laughs> so something weird's happening with Jeff's projector. So now we cut to Chaz and Ricky. They're still in that in the basement. Uh-huh. And Chaz is kind of just like looking at all the junk that's down there, and she's reading this like ancient book that she found. And she's reading a page entitled Succubi. She's like, Succubi. (laughs) The demon can only be summoned or dispatched using the sacred instruments. Only in its true form can it be killed. And Ricky's like, what's that? And she's like, a book. (laughs) She's still (gasps) mad at him. She like throws the book at him. She's like, oh, you want to see it? (laughs) Book. And so then she's like, I mean, what's going on with you? She's like, all you ever talk about, all you ever used to talk about was playing baseball. And like, now you don't even play anymore. And you're being all fucking weird now. And like, you're with some girl named Jasmine. And she's like, I mean, what do you actually want? Like, if you're not playing baseball anymore, like, what is your life about? And Ricky turns the book. uh, Ricky is like, not really listening. And he like, Mm -hmm. opens the book to a page. And the page that he opened He goes, what does that look like to you? And he shows her the drawing in the book. And it looks just like the lady 
in the film. Oh, no. And she's like, I don't care about that book. Talk to me. And then they hear whispering. And they're like, oh, shit. We got to get out of here. So they go to open the door. The door jam fell out. They're locked in. So they start The door jam fell out? Yeah, like she had put something in the door to like keep it open. And it had fallen out. And so they start banging on the door to be let in. Okay. Question number four. We cut back to Todd at this point. Remember, Todd is the one who was by himself and he was washing his hands and he heard giggling. Cut back to Todd. He heard giggles. What do you do and what does Todd do? Um, I'm going to go find other people. Okay. Because we've already had a crazy person up in here. Okay. Um, so I don't want to be alone. So step one, find the other is probably go to the projection room. And then, um, uh, uh, do I need to go further? Well, what, <laughs> what does he do? Oh, what does he do? Uh, he, I think, just keeps looking on his own to find the, he follows the giggle. Let's see what bell I'm going to give you. This is two bells. Oh my goodness. Bicycle. Little bicycle bell. How fun. He goes looking by himself. Uh, like a dumb, dumb idiot. So we cut to Todd alone in the abandoned theater part. So he has gone down the stairs. He has bypassed the archive door and he has gone into the, the like uh, further into this abandoned part of the theater, not quite into like the part where there's seats and stuff, but like the hallway part where you might see a poster for this and a poster for this. Okay. Walking alone. Yeah. Alone. And he's looking for the giggling and looking around with a flashlight. And he sees like all of the all of the posters on the wall are like porno posters, like <gasps> old timey porno posters. Scandalous. So the first one that he sees and shines his flashlight on says 10 foot hole, 10 foot pole. Wow. Wow, lady. And then uh, we hear someone say Todd and he shines the light and it's the woman from the film and she's standing right in front of Todd oh oh my god she drops her cloak whoa and now Todd has real life boobs and Merkin in his fucking face my eye oh yes Todd is bonered Bonerd. Boner to the face. And then we see a close-up on his, like, deformed hand. And we see her take his hand, and she holds it, and then puts his finger in her mouth. And he... that Can you fucking imagine that poor little Christian boy? A naked lady puts his his finger in her mouth. Like... I'm getting a boner. Like, I'm getting, like, an empathy boner for this poor little boy. Like, just being, like, I I can't. So, 
uh, he she's sucking on his hand and he gets like a major O face. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna kill him, like for sure. Like this <laughs> orgasm is going to end his life. And he kind of like screams, and we cut to the booth, and it appears that like as this is happening, it's created like interference with like the electronics and stuff. So the movie in the booth like starts getting all weird. Uh, sorry, uh, the lights in the booth start getting all weird. And they're like, where's Todd? And Jeff is like, probably spanking it to that movie. And Curly is like, he would never do that. He's not a perv. And Jeff is like, he was found by the cops in a tree with binoculars. And he's like, it was in the paper. And Curly gets like super mad at Jeff and leaves. Mm. So Todd was in fact like a peeping Tom that got yeah. in trouble. A peeping Todd. A peeping Todd. Good one. So now we cut to Curly calling for Todd and Jeff comes after him. They indicate that he's in the basement theater. So they go down with a flashlight and they find Todd on the ground. Dead question mark? <gasps> Todd. So they go over to him. That orgasm did kill him. And he wakes up. And he's like, I saw her. And he points to like the poster. And he's like, I saw her. And Jeff is like, he peed his fucking pants. Oh, he didn't say fuck. He just said he peed his pants. Because he doesn't right. want to ruin his words. And then Todd leans over to Curly and he's like, I don't think it's pee. And he's like, it's nut. It's nut. I don't know why that really grossed me out, but it did. And he's like, I saw Hooters, man. The lady from the film. And then. Hold, please. He says, I saw her Hooters, the lady from the film. Jeff then says, only naked lady you've seen is your mom. Todd replies, my mom's dead. Whoa. Jeff replies, prove it. What? (laughs) What's happening? Jeff needs to to see a death certificate. Bring me that death certificate, motherfucker. here, who, here are the people you need to give the death certificate to. The funeral home, the Social Security Administration, the mortgage company, and Heavy Metal Jeff. Okay. They all need death certificates Fair. to prove that your mom is dead. So then they hear something. Jeff shines a light on one of the other posters, and it's a lady with boobs, but she's wearing, like, a leather jacket, but the leather jacket's, like, only covering, like, one boob. And then the other boob is out, and she's smoking a cigarette. If anybody can ruin Jeff's edge, it's a lady like this one. And so uh, Curly says, careful, Jeff. Don't break your edge. And Jeff says, yeah, right. I'm not (laughs) popping wood for this trash. (laughs) I mean... Except I think you are, Jeff. Like, I think you are, in fact, popping wood for this trash. I don't know if you can control your wood popping. Yeah. Uh, so now we cut to Chaz and Ricky, who are still fucking stuck in the room. And they're, like, looking for a way out to open the door. 
Chaz is like looking for a box and remember there's like rooms in rooms so like yeah the the first room is like where the door is that they can't get out of and then there's like the other room that had like all the film rails in it so Ricky is in like the first room and then Chaz has gone into the second room looking for something to like get the door open and Chaz finds a box and she opens it and it's the bell from the movie a four bell dinger mm. is in this box. Then we see the room fill with a red light. Chaz turns slowly, hears whispers. It's Ricky behind her, shirtless, <laughs> in baseball pants, Ricky. and that black stuff under his eyes. Yeah. And she pops a girl boner. A vajoner. A vajoner. And Ricky walks towards her and kisses her. <laughs> then he takes her hand and moves it to his penis. Oh, my Jesus. And she just gets, so she's kissing him. So, like, her eyes are closed. You can describe what my face is doing. So her eyes are closed. She's kissing him. And then, and then she, he puts his hand on, uh, she, he puts her hand on his boner and she just goes, she just pops her eyes open in surprise. Like to let, <laughs> like to let the boners out of my pupils. And she's like, oh my God. And so wide eyed drops the bell, pushes him away. As she pushes him away, she sees not Ricky standing there. But the lady from the film. And she like runs out of the room like so, so fast. So she runs out of the room and bumps into Ricky. And she's like, I, I touched your... Uh, uh, uh. Kim, question number five. What do you do and what does Chaz do? Um, I think... What is chest yet? I think that I'm going to. I know I'll sound crazy, but I think I want to try to explain it to him. Okay. And I think that she doesn't want to like seem crazy so she's just kind of like oh I don't I don't uh, never mind kind of like blows past it okay this is one bell <laughs> what, what bell is that it's called a gas station bell oh gas station got it ding, what bell what but what to what does that alert one well in, a gas in station? like the other ga like old timey gas stations where someone would come out and help you uh-huh. Oh, that's you like, would be like... That's like the little... It's actually like a little bar like on the road. So your tire would run over it and goes uh, ding, ding. Oh. Look at you being a gas station scientist. <laughs> I don't know why. That's... Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's Guys, just rolling this, around up in this brain. I don't know why. This has been old-timey gas stations with Kimberly Aaron, Marie, Maleficent, Jesus, Burns, Esquire. Wow. Um, yeah. I didn't realize how appropriate my... 
third to fourth middle name was for this movie. Kimberly, Aaron, Marie, Jesus, Maleficent. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So what she does, she is still like too bonered. Like she's like, it's too, it's too much for her. So she's like, I touched her and she just kisses him. <gasps> Whoa! Because she's like, I gotta get that D. Like I've Go had ahead, a bit girl. of D, and like I need a little bit more. She's on D. fire for the D. Yeah. So she kisses him. He pushes her off, and he's like, and he's like, I don't want you. And Chaz wow. is like heartbroken, and he goes because because of Jasmine because of Jasmine. And at this point, Chaz is super hurt, but she realizes, like, she didn't hallucinate the lady, and someone is in there with them. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I think someone is in here with us. She shows him the book again and says, I saw this, referring to the succubi, the lady in the whatever. So they start banging on the door again. Cut back to Curly, Jeff, and Todd because now, like, they're in this abandoned part, so um, they're they're gonna hear they're gonna hear them. But first, we see them like looking at all the witty posters, like all the titty witty kitty posters, and one of them says, "Orgy of the Dead, come dot dot dot. <laughs> Let me take you in my golden arms," mm. and it's all just ladies luring teenage boys and the boys are like the boys are like Todd you saw all these posters and thought it was a real woman and I'm like honestly the amount of repression happening in these poor boys brains like I don't doubt that just seeing naked boobs on a poster would truly make them hallucinate a real woman being there yeah and uh and they say that they're like the porn chemicals are giving you hallucinations (laughs) Porn chemicals. And they're like, satanic chemicals are taking over the mind. Uh, and Todd is like, Curly, you believe me, right? I saw her bush. <laughs> and then they're kind of like looking at more pictures. And one of them is like, look at this photo. And it's like an old timey photo, like an actual photograph. Uh-huh. And they're like, it's the old boozer <sighs> as like a young person. Oh, shit. And then that's when they hear Chaz and Ricky yelling. Like they're finally in a vicinity where they can hear them. And they're and so they go to the door and they let them out and they're like, Didn't you hear screaming and pounding? And Todd's like, <laughs> screaming and pounding. I'm like, oh <laughs> Todd. All right, Todd. Okay. So now they go back up to the lobby, okay? So they're like, we've es- we've escaped from the archive room. We've put the porno away. Todd has come to, like, let's put this all behind us. She goes up a lobby door. The keys that she left in the door are gone. Uh Question numero six. What do you do and what does Chaz do? Um, I mean, I'm calling the police again because someone is definitely in this theater. And... And now they have keys to the theater. We are not safe. We are not safe. And we need help. Okay. And what do they do? Um, what do they do? 
one of these little Jesus ding-dongs do? <laughs> So they went upstairs with the purpose of what? Of just like, like it's putting, all of them now, right? Of just like yeah, of just like putting all of this sin behind them. Okay. But then they just notice that the keys are gone. Correct. And that they're locked in. Right. Oh shit. Holy shit. Oh man. What did we do? What did we do? The sin. Um, do they call pastor manager? What bell am I going to give you? Hold on. That's one bell. Sounded Sir. like three. I, it sounded did. like it a sounded triple like ding three. to me. I, I don't know. I, no, it was a single ding. Also, there's church bell one and church bell two. So Ooh. that was church bell two. Thank uh, you. One point for you. What she remembers is, oh, right. There's oh, copies the of all the keys. keys. Get damn it. You told me that. So she runs into pastor manager's office uh, or towards pastor man- manager's office. Todd is like, it's the woman from the film. Ricky grabs one of those like velvet rope poles yeah. to go to like smash the glass door and Jeff stops him and he's like, that's company property, man. You Jeff. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. I mean, always a company man, you know, whether that company be the company of heaven or the company of this movie theater. Oh my God. Jeff is a company man. So Jeff then picks up a bat from the league of their own oh, right. okay. mannequin and says, I think it's the old man. And he's, uh, and he's like, he's a boozing perv and capable of anything time to ante up. And he kisses the bat and, uh, th- like goes to like throw it at curly, but uh-huh. curly just like moves out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so now Chaz yells for them and they go to her and they see that like she didn't make it to pastor manager's office because as she runs by she sees that something is playing on one of the screens it's the porno oh shit and jeff's like super pissed she's like no 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 like we put that back where we found it so they go into theater into the theater jeff with the bat and it's all it's a sacrifice happening now so it's like all these fucking symbols and all of like our lady and cloaked goat head man and then just angle on straight penis just finally filling up our screen full penal shot and i was waiting for this for two weeks Jesus heard our cries from last week and Praise he me. brought us a penis because you know why, Kim? CBTL. Praise Jesus bears the load. Praise Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I like it. So we got a dick, Kim. We got a dong. Oh my gosh. And Jeff this sees so the wonderful. dong and he's like, 
bye, and he leaves with his bat. So now we see creepy sacrifice, blood, screaming, cutting, and then this is too much for the kids, so they all run out of the theater screaming as well. They then run into pastor manager's office now for real, and she goes to open the little cabinet. All of the spare keys are gone. (gasps) Oh, shit. So they all start barricading the door against the door. They start. You see what I'm saying. Putting furniture and shit up against the door uh, to, like, barricade themselves from the old man. And at this point, they try to open, like, a big, giant, tall cabinet to, like, see if there's, like, more keys in there or whatever. And it's locked. And they're like, why is this locked? And Chaz is like, because there's a gun in there. And they're like, there's a gun in pastor manager's office what? like he pulled out a gun and she's like no 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 no. like I've never seen it he just said that I never had to worry because that's what's in there and he's looking out for us so then at this point they realize they've barricaded themselves in but Todd is not with them oh shit so then they hear a loud bang and Oh, then they hear a loud bang. What do you do and what do they do? So who's in the room now? Every single person except except for Todd. Okay. And they just heard something outside of the door, like a loud, violent bang. Do I, um, is there a phone in the office? Yes. I'm calling the police again. Why won't they show up? I've been calling them for so long. Where because are they? I don't know. I I'm don't calling know. the police. And I'm staying barricaded. Sorry, Todd. Sorry, Todd. Um, they are... They gotta... I think they gotta help Todd. They gotta help Todd. Okay, so, so how do they're they gonna do that? unbarricade. Ooh. Mm. Maybe they try to get the gun. They could baseball bat the the cabinet to try to look for the gun. But regardless, they're going to unbarricade and they're going to go out and try to find Todd. So many bells. That was cowbell. That was cowbell number one. Uh, I just gave you two points for that uh, because they never make it to unbarricading themselves, but they do bust open the cabinet with the bat. So they bang it open, and as Jeff is banging it open, he says, uh, it's hobo fever. Let's smoke this junkie. (sighs) And so he starts bashing the fucking cabinet open, to get a gun to shoot a homeless man by himself, I guess. I, I, I mean, Jeff, Jeff, don't play. I, don't I guess think, is what we're I learning. Don't think Jesus approves of this plan, Jeff. I don't think he does either. So they bash open the cabinet, and they see that it is full of all of these videotapes, like the ones that are like a quarter of the size of a VHS that you would have put into like an old an old video camera. Okay. Oh, okay. And they pull out a box of tapes, and then they also pull out some sort of oil and a handkerchief. And they're like, 
what is this for? Curly then picks up the old camera and he looks through the viewfinder and starts playing like the tape that's in the viewfinder uh-huh. so nobody else can see it except for him. And he puts the camera down and he's like, we shouldn't have opened this. It's private. And Chaz is like, I want to see. And she like grabs it from him and she's looking at it and she's like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're like, what? hook it up. T- and they're like, hook it up to the TV. Do it. So they're then, you know, they do the thing where they stick the thing yeah. in the thing and the, and yeah. that makes it play on the TV. And they watch. It's filming inside a bathroom stall from behind the toilet <sighs> is where the angle of the camera is, as if the camera was uh-huh. sitting behind the toilet. Angle on a woman who comes in to use the toilet. <gasps> Jeff is devastated he is despondent and he tells them to turn it off and Jeff just can't believe it's he just can't believe it's true and he just blames everyone except for pastor manager and at this point Chaz is still like looking into the cabinet and she sees that there's a hole in the back of this cabinet and so she's like give me that and she asks for the camera back she positions the camera <sighs> through the uh. hole and pushes play and then tells them to play it back to prove that the hole goes to the bathroom. You mean pushes record? Pushes record, but then plays it back on the TV to be like, yeah. this is what I just you recorded. Said, you said push play. Oh, so. Oh, okay. So, so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So they're all like so upset that pastor manager is a perv. Like I'm devastated. upset too. Pastor manager. What the fuck? And like, and like a re- like a really yucko perv, like Ugh. really yucko. So not that they're like classy pervs, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So Chaz is like, uh, Chaz is like, Mr. Pike, pastor manager is a liar. He's full of bullcrap. Look at all these tapes. And she's like, and the basement. And Jeff is like, he's not a liar. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ricky says, he's not a liar. And Chaz goes, oh, yeah? How was camp? And everyone's like, what? What? And the boys are like, camp? (laughs) Were you at camp this summer? Aren't you a little old for camp? And Ricky's like, I can't talk about it. And then he's like, Chaz, how did you know about that? And she's like, Mr. Pike told me. She said he said it would free you of the burden of homosexuality and you could lead a normal life. What? And the guys are like, you're gay, but but you're an athlete. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. And Ricky is like, she's lying. And Chaz is like, I'm lying. Who do you think told him you were having lustful thoughts? <gasps> and he's like, you did this. And he's like, he says to uh, uh, Curly and, t- and uh, Jeff, Ricky's like, she just, she just can't stand, th- stand that I'm in love with Jasmine. And Chaz goes, there is no Jasmine. Oh, my God. So then Ricky grabs the bat, and he just starts going apeshit 
on all the tapes in the cabinet, like just losing it. So now we cut to pastor manager. Fuck you, pastor manager. Oh, don't you worry. So he's trying to open the door. It's clearly midnight. He tries to put his key in. It won't work. And he's like, oh, I must have been putting the wrong key in. Turns back to the door. The door opens on its own. So he walks in and we hear him calling for them, being like, where is everybody? No one's around. Uh, the, The mannequins are all akimbo and he's calling for them and he hears giggling. So now we cut to Jeff telling Ricky and he's like, you can still beat this. I was an addict too. My vice, <sighs> cigarettes. But then I found my edge and Mr. Pike helped. You can beat this. Jeff. Jeff, 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 It's not an addiction. It's not a thing no, to beat. No, 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 no. So Jeff. then, then they hear pastor manager calling them. But they see that they're that he's calling them from the bathroom because they see it on the screen that he's opened up the stall to probably check his cam, check his, you know, whatever the fuck. And so they're watching him in the bathroom stall and he's like, come, I'm, I'm coming. Where are you kids? But he's like looking like directly into the camera. And so they're watching him and then it gets all fuzzy and he appears to be talking to someone and then the screen goes pink, like the lighting. And Chaz is like, it's her. So pastor manager, they're watching him do this. He's talking to someone off screen, and he takes his pants off. There's then a shot of, oh, what was that? Oh, I just said there was a shot of them watching him, and it was really well shot. This whole movie was very well shot. Hmm. Um, then... The lady comes into frame and drops her cloak. Chaz starts getting really upset and, like, turns away. And the lady starts making out with Pastor Manager. And Jeff looks really hurt. Like, he just looks really upset. At At this point, the lady bends Pastor Manager over the toilet. So his fucking face is right in the camera. And Uh she's, like, doing stuff to him. We can't see her. We can just see his face of just, like, really enjoying whatever is happening, but also feeling really sinful about it. And he's just, like, mercy. And uh, they're just, like, watching him So we think he's getting fucked in the ass. Somehow? Yes. Something is happening to his nether regions from behind. Yes. Okay. And so they're all just like watching him get off and it's very uncomfortable. And then uh, a black hand sort of like comes up his torso. Like it doesn't look like a human hand. It's like a black demon hand. And all of a sudden blood explosion everywhere. And he like, he's like, "Ah!" and like falls down next to the toilet. She steps into frame, no longer with her pretty face, but, like, a horned, like, demon Demon. mask face. Demon! Holding his penis. Oh, shit! And she just 
drops it. <laughs> this is where I went, wow, I, uh, <laughs> we really, really wanted to see some dick last week. <laughs> we, sure, <laughs> we sure did get it. Here's just <laughs> a single dick. We watched Slumber Party, Slumber Party Massacre last week, and all we were talking about is there's so many boobs and no dick, and now we finally got the dick. So, so that's and dick it number exploded. Dick number two. Yay! Well, so, fuck you, pastor manager. You fucking you fuck fuck. Yeah. So you deserve to get your dick exploded so, off your body or whatever the fuck. I just yeah, happens. whatever the fuck. It, it appears she just clean ripped it off. Clean honestly. ripped it off. Great. Yeah. Good for her. So she drops it into the toilet, and Goodbye. they're they're all like puking and crying. Like they're just like, this is my I my I can't handle this. So question number eight, what do you do and what does Jeff do? Jeff, I mean, Jeff, I feel like is probably losing his good damn mind. It is not a good day for Jeff. I don't know how Jeff could possibly handle this. Um, wow, 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 wow. Okay. Regardless of who pastor manager is something's going on yes people are being hurt and i'm in the building where people are being hurt correct i feel like i'm in danger maybe you are correct so i again i'm going to call the police i need some reinforcements to help me deal with uh, disem- disembodied peni at this point now yeah, because I'm not equipped to handle that. No. On my own. Oh, Jeff. I think that Jeff goes into a rage. Mm. He's repressed. He's got a lot of deep, deep rage. He, uh, that, is, that is a accurate assessment of, of hardcore Jeff. Heavy any, metal Jeff. Any... any busts out of that office with his baseball bat looking to attack someone I, I i that's all i can think of that's all i can assume let's see what bell i'm gonna give you is that a double Two ding? bells for you that was a double ding oh shit and that was that was our hotel desk bell that's oh. the bell that we have yeah that's our bell that is our bell so So Jeff is like, he's still alive. We have to help him. So they unbarricade the door. And I was kind of like, I mean, maybe. Like, he just got his dick ripped off. Like, look at John Bobbitt. You know, like, he's still alive and well. Um, And also had his dick reattached. So uh, he's like, "He's he's still alive. So they unbarricade. Jeff is like, I'm the only one who can handle this. Don't move until I say all clear. And he's like, I have the bat. Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Oh God, so they go. Just, he's like on level uh, a, a million. A million at all he's, times. He's on level Jesus always. <laughs> always. So he he tells them to all go back into the office. They do. They go back in to hide. He kind of like hides around a corner and sees pastor manager being dragged by something. So he says a prayer 
and he jumps out and says, put him down, you godless beast. <laughs> she does and then turns to him. Uh-oh. He is losing it and she is smiling. Uh-huh. And he just starts saying, CBTL, 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 CBTL. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. And so then she takes her cloak off. Uh-oh. She now turns into the woman smoking in the poster because Jeff wants cigarettes and boobs. Right. And he just says, wicked demon. And she, like, exposes her one breast. And uh, he then is like, oh, no. And he, like, looks down (laughs) at his pants. And we see a little (laughs) flicker of bone happening in his pants. (laughs) And then it's just like shot on her mouth, kind of smiling. And then her staring at his pants. And he's just like, Christ bears the load. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he screams and, and like twerks like he was kicked in the nuts by like a, de- like a invisible demon kick. Uh-huh. And he like tries to stand. So in the frame, we see him trying to stand but in the foreground is her hand, kind of like the hand that we saw in the very beginning of the old man, where it's just her hand in the top right. left-hand corner of the screen. And it's like an open hand like this. And then, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, and falls Ooh, shit. to the ground. So magic. Yeah. So they come out now because they hear him scream. And his pants are all bloody. Oof. And he's like, she exploded my nuts. <sighs> and Ricky. Didn't he say there was yep. going to be a nut explosion? Yep. What he was said, that pastor, for? Pastor manager is going to explode my nuts if he finds this fucking thing oh in the God. fucking thing. And so Ricky is trying to get him to like not pass out or lose too much blood. So question nine, what do you do and what does Ricky do? How do I keep you from losing too much blood in your nuts? Exploded nuts. Uh, okay. I think he's going to... This sounds crazy, but for some reason I'm just going to go with it. Hand in hand, we're going to get the caveman costume and put it on him to stop the bleeding. Uh, so how? <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's here's what I have to tell you. You get like aggressively zero points. <laughs> like, like it could not be m- more zero. But that was such a dumb answer that I really just want to give you a bell anyway. So here you go. Thank you. Is That's that a trolley bell? It. No, that was a boxing bell because you just got knocked out. Uh, So that is not what either of you should do. Neither of you should dress up like cavemen uh, to stop bleeding. Uh, Guys, Kim is not a doctor of the body. She's a doctor (laughs) of many things, but not of the body. So here's what I'll tell you. This is where I said, wow, be careful what you wish for. Because here's 
what I had to watch twice. <clears throat> Let me just move this out of the way. He says, I did first Who's aid he? for the Ricky. Kay. He says, I did first aid for the baseball team. And Jeff then says, you sure it's a good idea to look at my nuts because you're gay? And oh Ricky says, do you think I'm going to get turned on by your exploded testicles? Is that how you think being gay works? And Jeff says, honestly, man, I have no idea. <laughs> so then Ricky gently pulls Jeff's pants down. Okay. We then see a bloody dong. Okay. Oh. Which Ricky then needs to lift up to expose an exploded nut sack. Okay. He then has to pick up the testes, the gonad, if you will, and place it oh so gently back into the nut sack. Oh. He then folds over the scrotal tissue so that he can just, you know, just wrap it nicely back up into its little <laughs> package. He then, uh, and I wrote, they are barfing and so am I. And so Curly is like, we have to find Todd before that thing does. So Ricky is now on the ground performing first aid on, on an exploded penis. And everybody else is like, we need to end this night now. And so uh, Todd is like, uh, Curly's like, we have to find Todd before that thing does. And Jeff is like, he's lost, man. You saw what happened to pastor manager. It's a pervert's fate. And Curly says, he's not a pervert. It was all me. It was my idea. But he got caught because of his hand. And he you know, I was the one who told him to get up in that tree and spy on those people. At this point, we see Ricky rip a shoelace out of Jeff's shoe and tie his nutsack together oh. with a shoelace. Now, I don't have a nutsack, but I was feeling so many empathy nutsack pains that I am still fully traumatized. And I really need Christ to bear this load because <laughs> I cannot unsee what I saw. Uh, so we got a full on, exp like I saw the innards of a penis and nutsack in wow. this movie. Oh, wow. So I, that is why our episode will be titled The Tale of Be Careful What You Fucking Ask For. So it was, it was for us to be careful what we ask for, not for the oh, people yes. in the movie. No, it was for us to I be careful. I didn't realize that that's what you meant. Yup. It was for us <laughs> to be careful how much dong along we ask for. <laughs> wow. <sighs> so. Wow. All right. So. Ties are real tight. Ricky then tries to give Jeff some painkillers. And Jeff says, my life is poison free, man. Oh, and Ricky's Jeff. like, you drink Diet Coke every single fucking day. Ricky then pulls out, he gets him to like take it. Ricky then pulls out the book and they read the page about the succubus. And they're like, once under her spell, 
her victims become prisoners of their own wicked desires. Chaz tells them that she kissed her as a man. Ricky says, when we watched the movie, we released a sex demon. So Jeff is like, that's why you don't watch porn. Question 10, what do you do and what do they decide to do? And I'll say you can be any of the of the four people left. So remember, there's Todd who's missing, Curly, Ricky, Jeff, and Chaz. Um, I mean, does the book say how to st- stop her? I would try to find that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna gonna follow what the book says to to kill her, stop her somehow. And uh, they, God, I don't even know what they do. Um, I mean, I guess they, Jesus, they uh, pray. They do some some Jesus work. Some Jesus work. Oh, that was cowbell number two. Fun. So. Is that one bell or two? That was two bells. So. Chaz says we need to destroy the tape. Curly says he has to go find Todd, which is why I would have accepted either. Uh, And we'll get to you said pray about it. We'll get to that in a second. So. Curly is like, I can't abandon Todd. Jeff is like, don't let it tempt you. That's how I lost my nuts. And that's how pastor manager lost the whole package. So now we cut to Curly going into the underground theater alone. And we hear something behind him. And it's roaring. Nothing there. But then we see a tiny little pinprick of light coming out of what looks like a peephole. Uh-oh. Cut to pastor manager's office. So Curly's down in the abandoned part. Now we cut to pastor manager's office. And they're putting all of the tapes, all like the the all of the stuff that was in the archival area into a big giant 80s metal trash can. Chaz does it by lighting a cigarette and throwing it in. So, like, she lights a cigarette, throws a cigarette in. All the tapes go up in smoke. These are the tapes from his office or the tapes from downstairs? Downstairs. Okay. Uh, like, they're like, we're just going to burn everything that's in that mm-hmm. archive area. So it's burning. It's consumed in flame. But there's no smoke. And it goes out. Uh-oh. So she starts quoting the Bible about the bush that doesn't burn or like it it's on fire but is not consumed or something i think moses talked to a bush or something like that (laughs) so she's talking about that bush and ricky then says we have to pray about it so jeff is like count me out and jeff grabs a cigarette what give me a light (gasps) jeff i believe in nothing now jeff 
Jeff lost his edge. Wow. His edge was in his nutsack, and it exploded. So, Jeff. Ricky gets down to pray and implores Chaz to also. He then starts spouting this, like, very specific prayer as if he knew what prayer to say for burning the tapes that release a secret sex demon succubi because he's just like, forgive us, Lord, O thou abomination, blah, blah, blah. These thy gifts which we are about to receive in the valley of the shadow of death, blah, blah, blah. Very poetic. I think those were the exact words, I'm sure. Sounds like it. And he's like, uh, and Chaz then tells Ricky that she's sorry. You know, over she's like, you know, I am sorry. And Ricky is like, you know, pastor manager told my parents, and talking about him being gay. Yep. And she's like, I was just trying to help you. And he says, then pray for me to be fixed. Oh, Don't like Ricky. go fucking tell people. Ricky. And I'm like, also, you don't need to, you don't need to be fixed, bro. You're perfect and beautiful. Like, literally, just suck all the dick you want, man. Like, it's not a big deal. It's gonna so be great. He's like, she's like, I didn't know you were gonna give up baseball. And Jeff is there smoking a cigarette, and he's like, God is dead. We only have each other. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, Jeff. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're just, you're just so much. You're just 100 Jeff all the time. <laughs> And he's like, we have to find Todd. So now we cut back to Curly at that peephole. Kim, what do you do and what does Curly do at that peephole? Uh, Curly looks in the peephole. Also, why are we talking about peepholes two movies in a row? What was the peephole from Slumber Party? Uh, The terrible people installer? The the door peephole. I keep thinking of this as like a dirty peephole. Yeah. Uh, you can not yeah, a regular but it's, door. It's people. just like a it's like a pinprick of light coming through. Like right. the only way to describe it is like you can only peep through it. So yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, he definitely looks checks that out. Um, I don't know if this is the correct answer or not. It might be a bad idea, but I feel like I need to find out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hand in hand with him. That sounded like a Saved by the Bell. Uh. It was a Saved by the School Bell. Uh, that's one bell. Uh, don't look through that peephole. Nothing, nothing good will come of looking through that peephole. Okay? I don't so, know. I thought maybe I'd get more information about the demon. I don't know. Yeah. Well, all right. So here we go. He looks through the peephole. We hear this weird distorted moaning, and we see a sheet and something under the sheet, but it's just like a, a mound of movement under a sheet. Then we hear the moaning become more human. So it goes from like, so it like moves into that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm going to add that to my voiceover reel. Oh, uh, please don't. Demon, demon moans changing into human sex moans. Great. I'll put it on my resume. So, no, thank it's, you. It's the couple from the very, very beginning. Oh. Curly can't help himself. He unbuckles his fucking pants. Curly! And starts whacking it. Curly! The couple then turns 
to demons. And then the she-demon, the succubi demon, comes through the wall as her demon self and starts spewing blood at him forever. Ah. Just a waterfall of blood out of her mouth onto his person forever. Everybody else then hears him scream because he's like, (coughs) hear him scream. Ricky, and then I wrote, Ricky did a really great tourniquet on Jeff's nuts because Jeff is running as if his nuts are fully intact. (laughs) She then, the demon then pops back into the wall and uh, Curly's like, did you see that? And they're just like, Curly, your pants, because they're still unbuckled and that's unseemly. Disregard the fact that he's covered in blood. His pants are unbuckled. For sure. So... They then hear another scream, and they're like, it's Todd. He's in there. So they go back into, like, the big abandoned theater part where all the seats are and, like, where the screen would come down, but there's, like, a stage. The lights all come on. It's a stage of candles, and Todd is strung up, still alive, and we hear a whistler. Here comes someone in a cloak old man Uh wearing a diaper Uh and the diaper is all bloody Uh and jeff says i see you've been touched by the demon same same as me (laughs) (laughs) and he and old man says i have been touched by her but not the same as you Ah!" and starts screaming and cutting a symbol into his own chest so they scream then he screams then they scream then he screams then the oldie slaps todd and todd wakes up and todd poor todd is like what's happening i got knocked out by this old dude and he tied me up and then he cut his own penis off i don't know why nobody tells me anything (laughs) (laughs) and so then jeff steps in And he's like, he's a smut peddler. He unleashed the monster that killed Pastor Manager. And now he wants to turn you into his pleasure pony. So then old pony. Pleasure pony. Don't you know about those? So then old man starts monologuing. And he's like, they burned my tapes and my face. Before that, this was my pleasure palace. And I, the Lord, Lord Beekman. Okay. And a big sign in neon letters shows up and it says Beekman. And all I could think was that science show from the 90s, Beekman's World. Did you ever watch that? I guess I missed it. Oh, man, it was great. Beekman's uh, World, no. We'll post mortem about Beekman's World. I watched it every Saturday with my parents. It was awesome. I was cool. Uh, <laughs> so, So then... He keeps monologuing, and he's like, the hour of unity approaches. You conjured her. Thanks. Now I have the sacred instruments. Mortar, bells, knife, pound of flesh, which I provided, his penis. And this kid, who has virgin blood, no one approach, or I'll let him like a goat. Blood of virgins, purity and light. So he puts 
uh, Todd's blood into the mortar. Like he kind of like sliced his chest and put the blood into the mortar and places the mortar into the candle circle. And he's like whistling this creepy tune again. And he drops a candle into the blood bowl and it starts smoking and spelling and the bell is ringing and he's like, stand back children and behold, they'll never separate me again from the goddess of the flesh. And he starts screaming and thunder and lightning and an inside storm and veiny faces and then his torso alien torso something is trying to come out of his torso and then her black hand comes out of his chest and they all scream and todd is like get me the fuck out of here and he like wiggles out of his constraints and then she busts totally out of his body with her demon horn mask and growls at that point a portal to a hell dimension opens and she grabs Todd who's like trying to crawl away real fast grabs Todd and drags him into the portal oh my god Todd Kim what what do you do and what do they do I fucking what the fuck is happening listen out of nowhere I just threw hell dimension portal at you so I get that this is a tall order Okay, um, I'm gonna get the fuck out of there. I'm gonna fucking run back upstairs. I'm gonna take that fucking that metal whatever the fuck. I'm gonna break that fucking glass, and I'm gonna fucking get the fuck away from this place and never go back. Great. Goodbye. What do they do? Oh my gosh, what do they do? They. So, like, Todd's gone? Mm-hmm. But the portal is still kind of portaling. Do they go in after him? That's what I'm going to guess. That was two bells. So... I would have all also accepted not go in because two of them go in and two of them don't. So grabs Todd, drags him in. Curly jumps up and jumps through the portal after Todd because remember Curly is dealing with some serious guilt. Right. Jeff <laughs> tries to stop him but also falls into the hell Gets dimension portal. In. Okay. Yeah. So now we cut to Ricky and Chaz alone in the theater. No more storm or smoke or penisless old men. Cut to Jeff, Curly, and Todd, they pop up in an alternate dimension theater. And they are like, are we in the same place or what? So they go out and they're calling for Chaz and Ricky. But they go into the lobby and they're like, it's morning already? So they go to leave but the door is too hot to open. So it like when they touch the metal, it like singes them. Uh-uh. So they start like banging on the door. Suddenly, everyone on the street turns to them with 
demon zombie face and open their mouths and this creepy like oh like I call it Gregorian <laughs> demon chant yeah. comes out of their open mouths and they all just like put their arms up in the air and then a symbol of fire is carved into the air the same symbol that he was carving onto his chest which then makes all the people on the street explode so <laughs> things shit. are weird. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah. So then they're like, uh, guys. And then they turn around and they're like, Todd, your hand, it's healed. Oh. And Todd holds up his hand and he goes, fuck yes. <laughs> he said, fuck. Oh, no. So Jeff and Curly are like, because <gasps> he said a bad word. And then he starts demon chanting. So he's like, <laughs> and he's lifted off the ground, Nancy and Kraft style, where it's just his toes touching the floor. And he's all veins and twitching. And he demon yells. And Curly and Jeff run. And they run past the ticket booth, and the old man is just in there, like, <laughs> in his little hell dimension demon booth, and they run the other way. Cut back to Ricky and Chaz on the stage. The exploded man is all over the pentagram. Like, it's just an explosion of body parts. Chaz closes her eyes, and she prays to know what to do. Then she hears Ricky, like, accidentally ring the the four bells and he's like oh sorry and she says true form true form kim what do you do and what does chaz do um i mean i remember that the book said it can only be killed in its true form but is that the woman or the demon face don't know and how do i get one to the other right i i know it's something along that path but um true form i don't understand how to okay. make that happen <laughs> let's see do they how do I bring her about? Um, do they do something sexual to bring her to them? And what do you do? Uh, how does she? Because she comes. I just, I guess we'll do it hand in hand because I don't fucking know at this point. No, wait. No, 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 no. Hold on. What do I do? I go upstairs. I get the fucking metal thing. I break the window and I get the fuck out of there and I leave and I never come back. <gasps> Two bells? One and a half bells. Okay. 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 You were on the right track, Ms. Burns. So here's what they do. And I think... Okay, we're going to find out in a second because we're cutting back and forth between dimensions. So we then see a flashback 
of Chaz remembering things. So we see her remember like reading the book, the sacred instruments. Demon can only be summoned or dispatched via the sacred instruments when it's in its true form. She's like, I have a plan. Bring all of the instruments over. So now we cut to Curly and Jeff locking themselves in the bathroom of the de hell dimension. Jeff starts spouting about fire and brimstone. And Curly is like, you're quoting Revelations? And Jeff's like, no, Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> then the lights go out and come back on red. And uh -oh. they hear a... <sighs> Cut back to Ricky and Chaz. Ricky is now standing on the stage. Chaz is in the audience, but like... I didn't get this until I watched it the second time. She's leaning up against the lip of the stage. So, like, she's sitting on the ground with her back up against the lip of the stage. So she can't see what Chaz is doing. Okay. Wait, she's and Chaz. I'm, she can't see what Ricky is doing. Sorry. On okay, the stage. Okay, okay. Ricky is standing on the stage. Chaz is, like, like... Has her back. Uh, okay. Yeah. And... She puts a, a cassette tape into a boombox. And Ricky starts stripping very nervously, but, like, kind of getting into it. Okay. And the song that's playing for, like, the rest of the entire movie is, I want nobody but you, which is, like, sort of that Steely Dan 80s song vibe. I'll play it for you. We'll post more to it. Okay. But this is like, it's like a very cheesy song playing for the duration of okay. like the climax of the movie. And Chaz is like trying to like not be into it, like not watch it. Uh -huh. Like she's hiding uh -huh. her eyes and like closing her ears. <laughs> and Ricky is like trying to feel the music and get into it. And then he, like, picks up the knife and, like, puts it into, like, his boxers, like, to hold on to. And then the music starts, like, getting distorted. And Chaz is like, something is happening. His sexy dance is summoning some demons, yo. Yes. So here, out from backstage, comes the demon. But it's in the form of a dude. Oh, yes. Cut back to the bathroom in the hell dimension. Growling, earthquake. The same music from the striptease is like playing. And they're like, what are we going to do? And then we hear from behind them, die. You must love being in the girl's bathroom. You come in here to lick the toilets. It's Todd, but his eyes are all like demon. And so is his voice. Uh -huh. And Jeff is like, it's not him. He's possessed. And Todd is like, uh, and Todd is like, nope, I'm free. And now you're going to die dickless in the girl's shitter like that fuckwad Mr. Pike. And Jeff is like, watch your mouth, Demon Todd. <laughs> and Demon Todd says, hey, fuck you, poser. And Jeff says, what did you call me? <laughs> I mean, you know what? If there is one thing that Jeff is not... It's a poser. It's a poser. He is 1,000% himself. Jeff. And so Demon Todd time. says, A poser. Cry baby. A mama's boy who got too scared at college. 
what I wouldn't have given for all that free poon and booze you ran out from at college. <laughs> and then I wrote, he sounds like Jerry. Jerry! Not quite as, like, growly, but I'm like, he definitely, like, hung out with Jerry for Aww, sure. Oh, fun. Yeah. And he's like, I would have given my right fucking hand. And it's, like, all, like, not whatever. And he's like, and he holds it up and it's not deformed. And then he laughs and he's like, but now I don't have to. I'm going to settle in for an eternity of getting my knob slobbed by that sexy ass demon. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is too much for Jeff. Because then Jeff turns to Curly and says, we have to kill Todd. And he rips the paper towel holder off the wall. And the demon says, come at me, bitch. Cut to Ricky on the stage. Chaz trying not to listen or be turned on. And she's like, Ricky, are you, are you ready? Ricky is not ready. He's getting blown. And he's having oh, a shit. lot of trouble remembering oh, that he's supposed to stop and stab the demon because... He's getting blown. Oh, shit. And Chaz is like, um, should I, should I do it? Ricky, are you ready? <laughs> and she's like not looking. She's like, what, what are you, what are you seeing up there? What's, what's it like? And he's like, just give me a few more minutes. <laughs> oh, Ricky. Cut back to the bathroom. Okay. So cut back to the bathroom. Jeff is about to kill Demon Todd with a paper towel holder. What does Curly do and what do you do? Um, fuck. What does Curly do? Curly seems loyal to Todd no matter what, I guess. So I think he stops Jeff. Okay. I... Just call upon I, all of your experiences <laughs> in sexual hell dimensions. I, I mean, I, um, <laughs> oof, feel a little barbler. I feel a little shark and narc. I feel a little snow space. I'm in a different dimension. All of those things. You okay. and also your nuts are exploded. My nuts are exploded? Just. Uh, I thought I'm curly. Just like metaphorical nuts. Metaphorically nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. No, it feels like my nuts are exploded. Yeah. Just your metaphorical nuts are exploded. My metaphorical nuts are exploded. It's just hard to think Christ, when your metaphorical nuts and, are exploded. And Christ, Christ is nowhere to be found to bear this load. So. <laughs> I forgot all about Christ. I forgot <laughs> that he was my person. Oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. You just made me laugh so hard, and I was so concerned about spitting White Claw all over the microphone that I fell backwards <laughs> into my chair. <laughs> Where's Debus when I need him? Um, Jesus, excuse me. Um, Jesus. Uh, okay. I... Okay. I think that... Do I, can I get out of this? I don't know how, so should I just, should I just join Todd as well? And we live in a 
magical sexual hellscape of getting off all the time. Okay. What do they do? Well, I already said he stops Jeff because he seems loyal to Todd. Oh, that's... Sorry. Yes. Okay. So I guess same, maybe? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Hold on. Gotta find my bells. That's one bell. No, I'm sorry. That's two bells. What am I saying? That's two bells. Two bells. Uh, Kim, I think you're right. Uh, you are in this hell dimension. I say when in Rome. Right. When in sexual hell dimension. Yeah. Um, just join. Seems uh, like it. What he does is he tries to pull a Xander with Demon Willow. And he tries to love Todd out of his possession. Love so Todd he's out of like, his possession. Okay. Curly's like, I love you and you're a great friend and you always have my back even when I don't have your back. Hmm. And Jeff is like trying to hold the door closed for demons, hell, hellfire, but like something is trying to get in and Jeff's trying to hold it closed. Then Todd's eyes go out. And he says, come here, man. He hugs Curly. And over his shoulder, we see that his eyes light back up. And he says, oldest trick in the book. And grabs Curly's nuts. Oh, no. Cut to stage blowjobs. Chaz is like, Ricky and poor Ricky is like about to come and Chaz keeps distracting him and it's all red and demony and she's like okay I'm gonna do it now I have to change it back to its true form to kill it if you go all the way the demon will kill you and Ricky is like just hold on a second (laughs) (laughs) Chaz starts ringing the bell and it and she turns into the demon. So he was being blown by a dude and then she's she is a she and a demon and he's like, "No! I don't like that anymore." Ricky is terrified and pissed and he pulls the knife out of his boxers and like goes to stab her, but like he drops the knife and she pushes him to the ground. Cut back to the bathroom. Jeff is being pulled out the door by hell and Todd is strangling Curly. And Todd over top of Curly is like, I'm going to rip your dick off and feed it to you like a little baby bird. (laughs) And Curly goes, like a baby bird? (laughs) Cut back to the stage. Demon is on top of Ricky, slashing at him. What do you do? What does Chaz do? Demon is on top of Ricky. Slashing at him with her her demon claws. I grab the knife and stab that bitch. Hand in hand. church bells uh i gave it to you she actually like tosses the knife to who's he what to ricky Ricky. like she like slides it to him so she throws the knife at him he stabs her and she explodes into light and she's trapped back in the tape reel film canister in the hell dimension The roaring, the fire, and the light stops. Todd stops as well, looks at his hand. It's all deformed again. And he's like, oh, shoot. Jeff 
runs back into the bathroom and is like, whoa. <laughs> Cut to them <laughs> exiting the bathroom, which is no longer the hell bathroom. They're now in the re- correct dimension. And poor little Todd is walking out and he's talking to Curly as he walks out and he's like, sorry, I grabbed your junk, dude. I feel awful. And Curly's like, it's cool. It wasn't you, man. Here come Chaz and Ricky. And Chaz is like holding Ricky up. And she's like, oh, great. You're back. And they're like, Ricky, what happened to you? And he's like, we, we killed her or trapped her back in the film or something. And they're like, someone has to watch over it. Curly picks it up. And Todd is like, what if you get tempted? And Chaz looks at Todd and at Curly, who's agreed to hold it, and says, CBTL. (laughs) Ricky says, so what do we do now? Jeff picks up the pole, smashes the front door. They all walk out together. Curly has the film. Jeff is limping pretty bad, but that nutsack is well tourniqueted by the gay kid. The end. Yay! Yeah. It was bananas. That and was delightful. I had a great time. Yeah. I uh, I now have a working understanding of the anatomy of an open, exploded nutsack. Yes. And I feel that I could tourniquet it. In my defense, an exploded nutsack to me meant all pieces were on the ground in tiny bits. I didn't think any skin or anything was connected still at all. Um, That's a reasonable assumption. It was just a a bloody hole. Hole. And I mean, to be fair, I don't know that Ricky knew what was going to be in his pants. For sure. I think Ricky was like, you know, we just got to we just got to dive in and see what is up. Sure. CBTL. CBTL. So that was porno. Uh, it's um, available in two days uh, on VOD. And we are going to be releasing a fun little interview with one Miss Chastity played by Jillian Muller. She Yay. was great. Uh, so yeah, go watch it. It is ridiculous and fun and, uh, Christ will bear the load. Count my points. Oh yeah. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay, Ms. Burns. Yes? You did fucking great on the questions. You Thank got... You. 24 out of 30 on your questions. Hell yeah. Uh, you got two out of seven on your dead or lives. God damn it. Eric and I were talking about that the other day. Like I just said, I was like, why is Kim so bad at the dead or lives? And Eric goes, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it's one of the great mysteries. <laughs> so you got a total of 26 out of 37. I'll take it. I'll take it because no matter what, I feel like I stayed alive. I totally could not agree with you more. 
so yeah, that was porno. Um, that was delightful. I just had so much fun. Um, yeah, look out for our interview. It's going to be, I, I think it's just going to be, um, a visual situation, not a podcast situation. So, Correct. I mean, you will also be able to he hear it. We will be talking yes. auditorily. But however uh, you're listening to this, it won't be the same way. It's going right. to be on Instagram and probably like YouTube and maybe Facebook. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, and we're super stoked. Uh, so go watch, go watch porno in two days. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KK Sam podcast, like us on Facebook, we have Our, a YouTube. <laughs> yep. Kim and Cat Stay Alive maybe on YouTube. <laughs> you can search for us there. Kim and Cat Stay Alive maybe on Facebook as well. So just, uh, you know, keep checking that and you'll be able to see this super fun interview. And it's not going to be like other interviews. Uh, you know, we're going to get weird with it because that's what we do. Uh, yeah. And then if you want to buy any merch or please rate, review and subscribe. Yeah. That would be and, great. Uh, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay alive. Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>